It's a Wednesday. It's 78 degrees. Hottest month on record in, in caribou. Really? Yeah. July was. Are there still caribou in caribou? Or did they did they give that up a long time ago? I think they the first one they saw, they named it, and that was it. That was, there was one. It was probably just a deer that was hungover. Yeah, well, it's yeah, probably, that. that's, yeah. yeah what that. is a caribou? It's just a deer that's hungover, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. It's a B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. No shortage of topics today. None. Zero, zero topics. First off, I want to introduce our guest, the new head football coach of the Poland Knights, Spencer Emerson, in the studio today. How are we doing, guys? How are you doing, man? I'm doing really Great well. Great to have you. You know, here, I should have known. I didn't know you had the beard. I would have, you know, I shaved mine a little bit ago. Like, it used to come down about here. <laughs> And I've been debating whether or not I want to grow it back because I saw some photos the other day, a couple time hops, where I actually had the beard out all the way and down. And I really, you know, after seeing your beard today, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to make the move it's a good back. Look, man. It's a good back. I think I'm ready to go back to the Yukon Cornelius. I like it. I think I think that's where I need to be. I think that's where I think that's where I belong, really. So I can't know. get through that early stage. Yeah, you when just, it gets ah. just out a little bit, it's so my skin's dry anyway. Yeah. It's like I can't go another day. I right. have to shave it. Yeah. yeah. I shaved yesterday. I, I trim it every once in a while, but then football, you know, the fall starts, you know, August comes, and I just yeah, let it go till the end of football. You don't have any time for that during football season. No, between teaching and football, I don't have time to do much None. else. <laughs> None of it. What, what do you teach? I teach math. Ooh. Math, yeah. Good. Could you teach me then? Yeah. Because I don't. I can teach you. I'm not very good. I can teach you seventh and eighth grade math. Anything above that, you're gonna have to go to see a, a you know a real math. Well, I mean, at this point, <laughs> seventh and eighth grade math math is what I struggle with. <laughs> So, yeah, but you know you what, know. though? It's the 7th and 8th grade math that they don't get. It's we, true. We keep trying different ways to teach other stuff in high school, and but they never got the, the basic arithmetic, absolutely. as we call it. You know, we do you stuff know? about budgeting, stuff like you know yeah. percentages, stuff that you need when you're, you know, you're in a store. Hey, if that's 30% off. But budgeting? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, what are we doing with that here? Your girlfriend takes care of that, Maddie. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. She she actually does, actually. <laughs> yeah, somebody's always budgeting. What? Um, first off, um, so you were, for folks that don't know, you were the defensive coordinator at Lewiston for how long? A couple for, years for one season. For so one season, I bounced okay. around for a little bit. Um, so, yeah. how did you get into coaching, and how long you been in coaching now? So, you know, I'm only 25 years old, um, but I've been, you know, coaching since about mm, 19 or 20. So, um, you know, I graduated from Ever Little High School in 2011. Um, I went to play football at Becker College down in Worcester, Mass. The now UNE head coach, Mike Lichten, was the head coach at Becker, um, and he recruited me there. I um, went there, played Division Three, liked it, but my um, had an older brother, Jared, who was at UMaine playing ball, and I was hoping to you know, go chase the Division One dream. Um, you get there, and then you realize it's just a dream. <laughs> and then, um, so I ended up you know, not going the playing route, and I walked into Coach Cause's office and said, hey, how can I be a part of this? And he said, what do you want to do? I said, I really want to coach. I've known that since I was 13, 14 years old. Um, and he said, well, why don't we start you in the film room? So I started breaking down tape Ooh, at 5 a.m. Oh, my God. I mean, that breaking down tape 5 a.m., spring ball, and then eventually, you know, was traveling with them and doing game breakdowns. And then eventually I became good at it. So he let me start charting plays. And then my last year there in 2014, he let me, um, you know, work with the DBs a little bit with Greg Webster, who's the offensive coordinator down in Springfield. And um, just, just really just learned the game and really devo- devoted tons of time and hours and just to learning of tendencies and breakdown and, and game planning and, and, and why we do what we do and why do we recruit certain players. So from there, I ended up um, my senior year of college being the defensive coordinator at Old Town High School. 
Um, we had a phenomenal season. We went 8-0, and went to the regional final, and ran into a buzzsaw that was Mike Savisky and Winslow. And um, they were 8-0 as well, and, and, and we, we lost a tough one. Um, and then I graduated college, and I said, wow, how can I really do this? Um, so I applied a bunch of different places, and I ended up settling because I know Skip and, and Mark Harriman really well. I was at Bates College for a year as a defensive backs coach, and um, I liked that a lot. But when you're doing 95 hours a week of football, you realize that, whoa, you know what I mean? Um, so then I kind of bounced around, and then I realized, you know, I got my condition, conditional certificate in math and went over to Lewiston Middle School and taught math and became the defensive coordinator at Lewiston. So then I'm at Lewiston. I'm thinking, all right, finally, I'm here. I'm comfortable. You know, I, you know, my mother lives in Lewiston. I'm from Lewiston. Um, I can be here for a while. Well, then, you know, you, you know, you, you people talk and you hear about openings. And then I realized that there were some openings in the state. And I'm, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm 25. I don't know if I have a real shot, but I'll throw an application out and see if it sticks. And, you know, interviewed some places and and, and really connected with Don, um, Mr. King, the AD over at Poland, just a, just a phenomenal person. Um, me and him really connected and and. I got hired and it was kind of like, a, oh my God, this is really happening. So once I got hired, I pursued some teaching openings and now I'll be eighth grade uh, math teacher at Bruce Whittier Middle School. And you know, in small town Maine out in Poland, they're connected, the high school and middle oh, school are connected. Yeah, so I'll be in the building and on my prep period, I'll be you know s stopping by to make sure my players are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I have some wonderful assistants who I just hired who are actually gonna be ed teching in the building as well. Um, so I'm ready to go. I'm really just ready to establish some roots and really, really develop that program. Um, yeah. Oh no, keep go going. No, no, absolutely. I was going to say, you're going to love the principal, too. Carrie Med is a mm -hmm. really nice person. I've, I've really met her a few times, and she's just been... Every, every interaction I've had there is so positive. Yeah, you know what I mean? Pretty, the, pretty nice place. The people really. are just so kind, and, and, and the energy level is really, really high, and I'm just fortunate to be there. You can... Uh, uh, my son is in eighth grade this year, uh, okay. Braden. So if you meet him, you should try to recruit him for football. Oh, I have some recruiting experience. <laughs> yeah, see, because he's never played... I, I've never been able to get him to play any organized sports. Like, he played t-ball and ran the wrong way around the bases, and that ah, was kind of it for him. Gotcha. So, yeah, if you could... Yeah, I mean, I think he could be a solid offensive lineman. Okay. You know? We I need mean, those. He's got my build, so I hey, think... Well, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world for him. So when you see him this year, and he'll be, you know, if he's in math doing stuff, just yeah. be like, hey, you know, hey. let's you know. try it out. So also, like, if you have get, any yeah. AV stuff or technical electronics, he's the guy. Okay. Yeah, he is. He can he do is it. Is the guy. He's the only one who knows all of the passwords in the house to log into everything. Well, listen. He's a wizard. We're trying to find some film people for our football program. He could program. be that, too. He could be that. Uh, I would him, totally. Pay him yeah. a pizza and Gatorade. Yeah, okay. Well, just, yeah. <laughs> except, except. He's supposed to be going with yeah, me. He's supposed to, yeah, he's going to be. <laughs> when I'm broadcasting. He's going to be going with him uh, uh, okay. running camera, okay. camera stuff. So yeah. at some point, that might be something to do with him. Absolutely. So that might be something. That'll be an extracurricular for him when right. he's in high right. school. Well, I'm pumped good. for that. That's good. It's nice. So you'll know. He looks like me. He doesn't have a beard. You'll okay. figure it out as soon as right. you see him. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, good. Um, what is it? So what does it look like? First year head coach. What does that look like in the off season to a school that I think you're really looking to establish and establish a football culture at Poland? Yeah. Well, the first thing, and I learned this from from being around some some really talented coaches, is relationship building. You know what I mean? Taking an invested interest in their lives. You know. So from the first meeting, the first thing I told them was, "Hey, I got your back." You know what I mean? Um, I'm here for you. I'm here to service you. I'm here to get you to wherever you want to be in life, whether that might be college football. Maybe that's just graduating high school. Maybe that's a really good job. I think football teaches you things you can't learn in a classroom and you can't learn out and about um, in terms of character development and, you know, and work ethic and stuff like that. So the first thing I said was, I, I want to get to know you guys. Um, I think they were a little, <laughs> they looked at me with some wide eyes when I asked them, you know, hey, what, what do you listen to for music? Hey, you know, what's your favorite food? You know, what do you do when you're not here? Um, 
And then the first thing I did, you know, in terms of, you know, organizational stuff was hire a staff. Um, I hired defensive coordinator Bob Chasen. Um, he's a retired fire chief. Um, he coached with me at Bates College. He was a defensive coordinator both in Florida and in New Hampshire. Um, we hired Ryan Bentley, who was the receivers coach at Bates the last two years. Um, he played offensive line at Plymouth State. He's a younger guy. Um, we hired Tim Madison. He's the head lacrosse coach at St. Dominic's Academy. Um, he'll be doing stuff with our O-line, D-line, and being our head JV coach. And I also just hired um, a close, close, close I mean, basically family, Alfonso Bell Navis. He played up at Husson for four years, was corner up there. Um, and now he works at Margaret Murphy, Margaret Murphy Center for Children. Um, really, really good with kids. And, nice. and he's starting his coaching career. So we got a good mix of older and younger guys. Um, I have four really solid as, as assistants who have great experience, both as coaching and playing. So um, the first thing I did was get my staff together. That's the first thing I could do and, and really develop them. Um, and we've been meeting regularly since May. Um, Nice. And then, you know, we did some summer workouts. We were every Tuesday and Thursday on the field. We did the seven-on-seven out at Levitt. Um, we did morning workouts via um, Prime 360 with B.J. Grondin. Um, we've done some really, really nice things this summer, and we've had a decent level of commitment. So, you know, just building relationships and implementing what we want to do. And I understand you got to kind of, you know, crawl before you walk, walk before you run. We're, you know, hey. but we're, we're, our goal this year is to compete. We're going to compete every Friday get night. Started. And yeah. that's what it is. And, and establishing a culture where those guys expect to compete and expect to win. You know what I mean? Are we going to win every night? I don't know. But what the one thing you can control is your effort, and the one thing you can't control is how, how locked in you are to what we're trying to do. So, you know, let the kids, let the kids know I care about them. Um, I, I really believe, and if you get kids to care about you, they'll do some special things. So relationship building, getting the staff together, um, really prepping um, game, game plan-wise what we're trying to implement and, and introducing it slowly throughout the summer. There is um, one uh, uh, one guy who, who thinks very highly of your quarterback yeah. uh, is Levitt head football coach Mike Hathaway. Great guy. And talked about that. And yeah. if there's one person you want and one coach in the state you want to think highly of yeah. your quarterback, it's Mike Hathaway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> from Love It. Yeah, yeah. He, he's seen a couple go through there that kind of know what they're doing ones. and yeah. has absolutely. developed a few absolutely. here and there. What What is that like? Like, is, is it... You know, back in the old days, you know, I remember growing up in high school and going to Livermore Falls and everything was, you know, everything was 21 rip or 22 rip <laughs> right up the gut, yeah, yeah. you know, and there comes Jason Allen running up the middle for three or four <laughs> yards and uh, there's another three or four yards and maybe two yards and then, oh, it's third and long. Oh, there was a pass and that wasn't pretty. <laughs> a little bit different nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to, you know, I, I, I always look at it like this, you know. I, I always be football's evolving, right? Football's evolving. And, and nowadays, it's about efficiency and how can we get the ball to our best players as quick as possible, right? And how do we eliminate the margin of error and how do we prevent the defense from adjusting? So, you know, I'll tell you straight up, we're going to spread the field out. We're going to make them cover from sideline to sideline. All right, we're not going to let... Are you going to bring up the big signs? Are you uh, going to have the signs like chicken and like radio? So when I was yeah. at Becker, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was at Becker, right? <laughs> it was crazy. We had boards. So the formation might have been Trey. So it was a silver platter picture. Then the cadence was on two, so there was like a picture of like Deion Sanders at Florida State wearing two. Then the play was, you know, Miami. That was our mid zone. So it's a, a picture of a, dude, a guy doing this. And you had to process that in like eight seconds. Yeah. It was out of this world. I, oh, yeah. So I'm not going to ask my players to do that. I'm going to signal some stuff in. We'll have some wristbands. We'll, have, we'll implement a lot of different ways, but we want to play fast. We're going to play high tempo. Um, we're going to try to eliminate defenses from adjusting. And, and, you know, we're hoping to put points on the board just schematically from, from finding some holes. But, you know, I think too many times I mean high school football, and this is no slight to anybody, I think some DBs have it pretty easy. They kind of play their nine yards off, three deep coverage, and they can kind of sit back and not really get in the mix. And if they throw it over the top, they'll don't defend have, it. Don't have to really cover anybody. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm trying to make all 11 on the defense play. I want to force everybody to make a play and, and identify the weakness and, and, and try to, you know, spread the field out. And when you have a kid, um, 
like we have at the quarterback position, I think we're going to be able to do that. Um, now, we have some other quarterbacks in our system, too, that are sitting here probably listening to me thinking, oh, I'm going to get my shot, too. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I don't know who's going to start for us. I don't know. But I know that Brady went up to the main elite passing um, camp and did really well. Frankly, he's just really locked in. He's a high-character kid. He's a baseball stud, too, and, and he can zip it. Um, so we're excited about the personnel we have. I mean, and I'll be honest, I mean, we're young. Um, we have a couple kids on the outside that probably no one knows about because they're freshmen and sophomores who are going to turn some heads. I, I mean, they really are. So, you know, right? it's different from even when I played, you know, eight years ago. It's, it's just, you know, teams are, are more efficient. They're playing faster, and you have to identify the weakness so quickly mm-hmm. um, in your game plan. You know, it can't, you can't just feed somebody 25 carries a night. That's not at least not mm-hmm. what we're going to do. So, Are you looking at, at doing the kind of that fast pace sort of, you know, eventually as things kind of go with it? Yeah. I'm planning not to huddle. I'm yeah. planning just to, to, just to go, just to go. And, and, and this is just my philosophy, and, and again, no slight to any other coach, but you know, I'm a, I feel like I'm very modern in my approach. I don't need the linemen to know the exact route combination. I don't need them to hear, hey, we're going smash, we're going to high-low the corner, we're going hitch with a corner over the top and a backside shallow cross. We're not doing that. My linemen need to know, all right, hey, we're in drop protection, all right, hey, I've got the second man in line of scrimmage left, I'm kick-stepping. They need to know that. So if I can just tell them a protection. So I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to tell them a protection, and that's all I need to know. Now get down. And then I'll signal in the route combination because, yeah. because I want to play fast, and I can't snap the ball until my linemen are set. But if my linemen are in a huddle listening to the whole play and then jogging out of the huddle and getting down their stance, no, I want them to look at the sideline, get the play, get in your stance, get ready to go. Get ready to go. That, you know what? That does make a lot of sense. Like, what is – I feel like sometimes <laughs> in my life, Coach, like I'm involved in so many conversations that I really don't need to be a part of. You know what I mean? Like any conversation between my 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 daughter and her mother, or my daughter and my girlfriend, or any any of those conversations, yeah, yeah. I don't want any part of. I shouldn't I shouldn't be in them. Um, you know, different things around here, with like the engineer, where I'm like, nah, it's not really no, that's not a thing. But that makes a lot of sense. Like the offensive linemen really need to focus on. Okay, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Like. Yeah. You know, unless you're doing, like, some sort of screen or something like that, they're really not going to... And that's what it is. I'm just trying to eliminate the time we give the defense to recoup and and adjust. I I frankly just want to play as fast as possible, you know. You see it at the highest levels. It's crazy. Watching college football nowadays, to me, it's like like art. I, I get excited just watching it. It's crazy how fast those teams play. You watch a team like UCF last year, undefeated. They're snapping the ball every nine and a half seconds. You know how hard it is to get a play in, understand responsibility, get lined up, identify the coverage, and snap the ball in nine and a half seconds. I couldn't even say that in nine and a half seconds. Right. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Well, I'm just sitting there trying to count it, and I'm like, one Mississippi, right? two Mississippi. I'm like, right? they're running a play right now. And, 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 we, and how many times have we seen that in the NFL when a team can't get it together in 25 to 30 it's wild. seconds? It's wild. And they're play, that's the thing. Their play calls are, you know, hey, we're going to go pro right, um, Z motion, um, and they tag every route. You know, hey, flag, cross, slant, hitch. Um, tailback flare like it's so long but you know what we're trying to do is just is just kind of really modify everything down keep it simple you know everything we do is going to be word association and, and we're going to have you know uh, our you know we're gonna have categories for our plays all our quick pass plays are gonna be one thing all our run plays are gonna be one thing all our protections are gonna be one thing we're not gonna you know over you know dilute it and get all this word and verbiage in there and I got kids thinking all right what does that mean no I want to keep it simple um, I want to play fast and, and let kids do what they do best and for us I think that's going to be playing in space that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, 
That's exciting. That's it is exciting. I'm excited. Just listen to it. Yeah, I'm pumped for. I mean, that's like it's like the Texas Tech Red Raiders are coming to RSU 16. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a little bit. You I don't know for the Texas Tech Red Raiders, but I can't. I can tell you that it's going to be. It's just. A, it's just a new era. I always said this, and and I appreciate everything everyone in that football program has done up to this point. But for, for me, I'm coming in with a brand new energy. I, I, the kids felt it a little bit this summer, but you know, I'm gonna be playing music at practice. I'm going to be running around. I'm going to have an air horn when it's time to switch periods. I'm, I'm big on excitement. I know what it's like on a Tuesday in October and it's raining and you're in school and you're like, oh, I really don't want to go to football. Mm-hmm. you got to find a way to get kids excited about that. And that's how, that's how you build and that's how you win games on Friday. If you, you do things right on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know what I mean? But if you're out there thinking, all right, when's going to be 5 o'clock? When can I go home? You're probably not getting the best reps. You know what I mean? So we got to find a way to get kids excited. And, and, and I think I'm you know, confident in my ability to do that and my assistant's ability to do that. But, you know, that your ability to be excited like you are today, mm-hmm. you know, I watched when I, we were here when, when Hathaway started. Mm. He, ran, he started with the spread and everybody went, what? But, he, but interesting enough, he kind of ran wing T from spread. Mm. It wasn't spread spread. Mm-hmm. And then he evolved into something else. But he had his kids really excited about yeah. it. Of course, he's won. You take Doucette at Stason mm-hmm. at Oak Hill. He did his super back. He yeah, started yeah. with Washburn, and now he's evolved into different things. But they yeah. can call the quarterback could change the play right at the line of scrimmage, and no problem. It yeah. changed the direction, everything, and kids picked it up. It was simple. It was quick. Exactly. And uh, I, I think you're on to it. I, I think kids, yeah. kids want to get excited. You know, they're so used to playing video games where it happens like. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's crazy. They, they want that. That's what they want. They I've, really do. I've always said, you know, it's almost like nowadays, because with the phones and everything's instant, we're in the microwave era, right? Everything's mm-hmm. quick, easy, <laughs> fast, done, right? And kids are doing things at a rapid pace. Kids are on their phone, right? They'll literally be on an app, right? Get a notification, switch to the other app, respond to somebody, answer a call, say bye, get on their app, and not miss a beat. So why can't they sit and identify, hey, is it one high safety or two high safeties? If it's one high, we're going to run this. And if it's two high, we're going to run this. A 17-year-old kid can do that. Absolutely. But too many times, we and I don't want to say anybody does, but I think people overcoach and they want the control. For me, it's like, no, let's win games, man. <laughs> if you see something that I can't see, I'm not on the field. If you see something I can't see, tell me about it. And let's find a way to efficiently identify it and, and run our best It play. doesn't do you a lot of good to see it in film on Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> When it's the first quarter, do you think it, do you think it was going to do the the Patriots any good against the Eagles to fix what was the issue yeah. in the first half on the, on the Tuesday film session after? Probably no, not. Probably not. No. Probably not no. going to. Probably might want to make that adjustment in game. And we see, coach sees it all the time. And when I when I hear coach coach wing with coach Haley uh, specifically when they do games together. They talk about the in-game adjustments, mm. and they talk about when a team is struggling to in-game adjust, they will mention that. And they'll mention, like, you know, they've been struggling this since the first quarter. At what point do you have to in-game adjust it? Yeah. And I think that's something that happens a lot of times, and I think people are concerned that, oh, maybe the kids aren't going to do it. You know, maybe if we give the kids a little bit more to Absolutely. do, they might just surprise it's you. ownership. Right? People yeah. take ownership. And if you have a kid who's dedicated to what he's doing, he's going to take ownership. And, and, you know, we, I mean, when I was at Lucen last year, we played Portland in a, in a regional semifinal. We were really confident in our scheme. Well, Portland was flipping the play at the line of scrimmage like Stason does. The Teron Moss kid who's a phenomenal basketball yeah, player. Yes. And he'd flip the play. And, and then I asked my linebacker, what's he saying? He's saying Cali and he's saying Maine. Okay, Maine's on the right side. Yeah. Cali's on the left side. They're east, just flipping the play at the line west, of scrimmage. Yeah, right? Side. That's right. But then you have to tell a kid, all right, when they say Maine, that's our left. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's, it's a lot. And we kind of got It's like it. you're translating. Yeah, and we like. did better in the second half, but frankly, they were just, you know, they outplayed us. But it's one of those things where, you, you know, that stuff like that, those little things, if you can pick up on those and you can adjust to those, it'll do make the world a difference in a game, for sure.
I thought that program really benefited from last year's Ron Lewiston because I think you're talking about a program right there. I know you left there. You're going yeah, to Poland, yeah. but um, and we're going to talk to Ryan Palmer in a minute, and I'm going to want you to hang out because I'm still yeah, going to want to talk about this after we're done talking to For Ryan. Sure. Um, I thought that program right there with Lewiston having basically uh, right now as of the last go around, I think they had the, the, either the biggest enrollment in the state or the second best, biggest yeah. next to Thornton Academy. Number two, they uh, definitely yeah. have the biggest public school only yeah. enrollment. Yes. So with all these new fields and all these new facilities, they're going to have a chance to be the premier team Absolutely. in Northern A. Absolutely. Because they're going to be able to pick from the, <laughs> mo- the biggest pool of athletes. Absolutely. So... I thought last year was such a big year for them. And even though you lost and the year didn't end the way you wanted, mm-hmm. you get a first round bye. Yep. I thought Lewiston football kind of got put back on the map after being off it for a couple yeah. of years. It, you, listen, I thought it was good. I think you, when, you, you, when you beat EL and Oxford Hills, you take care of business, right? The first yes. thing at EL is you've got to beat the Eddies and you've got to beat Oxford Hills. Mm-hmm. And Oxford Hills is that unspoken rivalry that no one talks about with an EL, Lewiston, and Oxford right. Hills. Right. I mean, it just is. People, it's a triad you, between the three of if them. If you're not from the area, you don't know it. Now, the those three of those, Oxford Hills games? When, when, those two school, when any of those three schools makes it to a state oh. final, there's all of the kids from those schools are there rooting those other 100%. kids on. But when they're playing against each they other, it's, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's funny. I used, when I played, I used to go and watch, um, what's his name? The catcher from Oxford Hills. The stud from back in the day. Oh, 2010. I, uh, I don't. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I, but he's a catcher. He was a stud. Can't think of it. And um, I used to go watch him play. Barrier. Matt Barrier. Matt Barrier. Yeah, yeah. I used to go watch him play when I was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I played against him and stuff like that. So you'd go to, you know, go mm-hmm. watch him play. And it's a it's a rivalry for sure. And I tell you what, our Lewis and EL game last year, I can't talk about the community coming out enough. That was just ridiculous. That atmosphere was crazy. We were fortunate enough to be on the good side of it. But even the Oxford Hills game, going up there, it's just a special atmosphere and you don't get that much. Um, but but you know I, I Lewiston is definitely definitely heading in the right direction. Um, you know Bruce does a good job um, with his program, and Jason Fuller, the AD over there, does a phenomenal job from giving up resources and everything you know you need. I, I'll tell you what, there's there's a player there, and I'll shout him out. Dominic Cologne is is going to be a junior. He's a linebacker. 44 last year was a sophomore. That kid is a dude. I'm telling you, he is a <laughs> dude. there's no other way to put, say it. Kids, the kid's a stud, and and you know we were just fortunate to have some good players, and, and it all clicked last year. And you know we lost some games, some tough ones, and some learning experiences. But I think that group learned how to win a little bit. And you know they lost the Poussard, no Donald, but I mean you talk about the skill positions coming back. Hunter Landry, Tanner Cortez, Dom Cologne. They have some young kids over there that, that people don't know about. They're, they're going to be good. they got a tough draw on the schedule. They're playing TA and Scarborough this yeah. year. Yeah, that's quite yeah. a... <laughs> Thank you very much. Congratulations. Well, when Thank you get you. that two seed, yeah. you yeah. get scheduled up there now. Yeah. They, that's how, it that's how they it's have to... Like, it's like the NFL. You know, when you win the division, you face the division winner from the year before. So you got to play... Yeah, you got to play a tough schedule. But I'm excited. I'll tell you one thing. Um... I'll, I'll, when, I'm, when we're done our game in Poland, I'll definitely jump on Twitter and check what that Lewis and Oxford Hill mm-hmm. score was week two because that's going to be an exciting game, especially over that new facility, home opener. We are going to have more on the way. Ryan Palmer, our typical third man in, will join us in a little bit to break down the pitch controversy. State Legion final is today. The semifinals uh, start at four, and then the final is at night. Um, we will talk a little bit and talk actually in depth about what's going on. Oxford Hills fans, Bessie Motors fans, crying foul. Should they? We'll find out. It's Bealist Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partners, Series across the NBR Radio Network. You're listening to the Bealist Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. 
an all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800- 800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard! 
sportsmbr.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. mbr.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to mbr.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. mbr.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard mbr.org. Once a year, they come out of hiding for a weekend of high-quality events, food, and music. That's right, folks. It's the 8th Annual Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival, Thursday, August 2nd through Sunday, August 5th. Bring your family. Enjoy free camping for four days, a pig roast, and other delicious food. Participate in fun games redneck style, like bobbing for pig's feet, toilet seat horseshoes, tire beer tribe, wife carrying, and more. Enjoy live music every night with 10 bands including Twice Shy, Stolen Mojo, and Ragged Jack. This year, we salute and honor our veterans. Bring two or more non-perishable items and receive $5 off your ticket at the gate. Weekend passes are $60 per person and $30 for a day pass. The Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival is a proud sponsor of the Lewiston Vet Center Family Day. And as a thank you, they'll enjoy the pig roast on us. An event like no other. The 8th Annual Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival, August 2nd through the 5th in Hebron. Find them on Facebook. Facebook. Bring your talents to PepsiCo. If you have a Class A CDL and you are 21 or older, apply for a new career at PepsiCo in Auburn as a full-time relief driver with a competitive benefits package beginning on day one, including medical, dental, vision, legal, paid holidays, and vacations, and a 401k plan with company match. Our drivers are home every night and earn $20.50 to $22.40 per hour. Now offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus, PepsiCo is an equal opportunity employer. Apply online at pepsijobs.com. It's a B-List Daily. Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. Could you remind Palmer, could you remind Palmer there's no swearing? I will, <laughs> I will remind Palmer there's no swearing. Palmer on the phone. He did not join us in studio today, but he had to call in. Had to call in so much that he actually, he was, he was very serious about it. I can't, I can't divulge the nature of the threat, but he did threaten us if he didn't have us pretty, on today to talk about threat, this. Actually. So, uh, Poland head football coach Spencer Emerson is in the studio with us today, in case you're wondering who is on the live stream. Of course, this is the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on Sports Time Main AM 780. September 1st, you'll be able to hear us on something else, including Sports Time 780. We'll tell you about that in the coming weeks. All right, Ryan, we're, uh, we t- I teased this a little bit. I know I've got a lot of folks um, as my, in my role as de facto PR person for the Oxford Hills region and Oxford Hills Athletic region. Um, a lot of folks pretty wound up about the American Legion tournament. Uh, American Legion uh, semifinals and finals are today. Um, there's a pitch count controversy surrounding Colton Carson. Um, what, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about this. What, what do you know uh, about this situation and, and what is happening? Well, I can tell you one thing right now. You're acting a lot nicer than I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have to as the, sadly, as, as much as I hate to admit this, I'm the face of this thing. So I, when I have to go into these meetings and I always have to meet with the people, like back in the old days when like other people were around to meet with all the people, <laughs> I could say and just rip things pretty much however I wanted, but I don't. Nowadays, I have to be a little bit more like a little bit more, uh, uh, just 
gentle with it. So I'll I'll let you let it rip though. You you do your thing. You go okay, ahead. Well, I'll, I'll try to be as nice as I possibly can. Okay. All right. An absolute crock of you know what. <laughs> I want to say the S word, but I can't. And I want to put an F word in front of that S word, but I can't do that either. So the bottom line is three out of the four people keeping a pitch count had Carson at seventy nine. Now, mind you, the official score, who was also the official PA guy, the official scoreboard guy, the official whatever you want to call it, has him at 81. It's really not rocket science here. All they had to do, and it was a simple fix, is to go to Slice and say, we made a mistake. It's, all, it, it, it's done with. But no, they have to be stubborn because they never make a mistake. They have to keep it at 81 to go as far as threatening Slice and Carson that if, he, if Carson takes them out today, they're both ejected. Now, I've also just heard, too, that you have executives on that Legion baseball board that have resigned this morning because of all this. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's an interesting little twist in this. So for folks that don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the backstory here. July 29th, of course, the Legion tournament's been going on for a few days now, okay? Next summer, we hope to be there doing this from there. Because I was, I was doing the calendar. Like, we should just be taking the show on the road wherever it is. Main amateur, main anything, whatever. Let's just go on the road. We'll discuss that next year. Anyways. So, July 29th, Bessie Motors. Colton Carson is on the hill. Of course, we all know Colton Carson going to play uh, Division One baseball at the University of Maine. Also a pretty good quarterback and a pretty solid basketball player as well. He had, uh, according to uh, both Yankee Ford who was the other team, the, the team that Bessie Motors was playing. Uh, another scorekeeper that was there just kind of double-checking uh, the coaches. And the Oxford Hills Bessie Motors book, they had Carson at 79 pitches. Now, what is it? 80 is the magic number, and you can't pitch for how many days after that? Like, what is that whole thing, Ryan? If he would have got to 80, well, which the official score said he did, but anyway, if he gets to 80, I'm pretty sure Legion rules and high school rules are a little bit different, but I, if I have it right, once he got to 80, he needs four days off. Okay. All right. So he's at 78. And, of course, the coaching staff is probably thinking, we obviously have to win this game. Right. So and and it's a one-to-nothing game, by the way. This is not right. like it's not like a situation where you're like, oh, what are you talking about? You're up, you know, you're up five to nothing. Why don't you take him out and bring somebody else in to get the last out? It wasn't that easy. You know what I mean? You kind of got to win to stay alive in this situation. So it's right. a one-nothing game. Right. So he's at 78 pitches, if I have this correct as well. And he induces a ground ball, and the game-ending double play puts him at 79. Yankee Ford had him at 79. Oxford Hills had him at 79. I'm assuming maybe the other one that had him at 79 might have been somebody from the media because a lot of the you know, paper writers and stuff keep a pitch count as well. So you had three out of the four there with 79, but the official guy, the head honcho, whatever you want to call him, had him at 81, and that's the way it goes. Now, the, after the game, I was told that the scorebooks were both... Now, Yankee Ford has zero interest in helping Colton Carson be able to pitch again, right? This right. is not... There's no... There's there's nothing to, to for them to gain in this situation, for them to, you know, be signing off on this. Like, there's no... Right. I mean, just being honest. Right. And, I mean, the thing is, I've, I've known the Austin Hills guys for a while. I mean, I'm usually at Mohegan Sun every winter at the uh, convention with them. Okay, there's... There's two things that they're, they're not going to try to pull a fast roll because they're not those type, type of guys. And right. for two reasons. One, integrity. And two, they're not going to do something that's going to screw up Carson's arm 
they're going to say, oh, wait, yeah, he was, wasn't at 81, uh, or 79, he was at 81, or whatever the case may be. They're going to be honest about it. They're not going to lie. I mean, how stupid can you be to think that they do that? Yeah. I have, a, I have an important question. Okay. Did no one film this game? There, there was no, there was no film or video for uh, that. Okay, so I'm we can leave the tournament because that would have been, and that was yet another reason why I don't think we'll have this, yeah. this happen again. So moving this is forward. a good learning time. Someone's got to film the game. Yeah, this is you know, we gotta, we gotta be there doing that. But then the other, that was, that was the other piece of it uh, that that kind of stuck out to me that there was nothing there, and I, the scorekeeper, uh, the official scorekeeper, to me, should be the only job that that person has. I don't Absolutely. care who I don't care who you are. This is not a knock on the scorekeeper. I know well, how I am when I'm multitasking. Down. Like you're gonna occasionally <laughs> not see some. I mean, we know about texting and driving. Okay, we know about all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. We all know about it. So why are you gonna have one person? I don't care how awesome they are and how amazing they are at multitasking. How are you gonna have one person do PA music scorebook uh, scorekeep? And the scoreboard. Also, I, I believe they were, they were announcing pitch counts. Uh, they were announcing pitch counts, but they didn't start announcing the pitch counts at the end of each inning until after this game. Is that also correct? correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. So that's something that they should have done in the beginning. That way, if there was an issue, you could have said at the top of I've seen that happen in, 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 in high school games where they're like, no, no, that's wrong, and it gets corrected. I've done pitch count. So they just realized that it was a controversy today? <laughs> yeah, it, Didn't they know the 29th that it wasn't right? I, 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 there was Hello? A, the situation was there was everybody signed off on it, and then the next day there was a note saying, by the way, it was 81 pitches, not 79, so Colton isn't going to be able to pitch. By the way. Yeah. yeah P.S., you know. just in case you were wondering. BTW. Yeah. 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 I've done pitch count. It's hard. Yes. I've been just doing that. I've kept the scoreboard for a basketball game. I can't even remember to put the score up. Come yeah. on, guys. You know? I can't. Yeah, I mean, I've done that for, I mean, how many times have we d- kept the scoreboard for the hockey game? And, like, the goal, we've scored the goal five minutes ago. Like, oh, yeah, we've got to add that one goal. Now, imagine every single pitch. Not just the fouled off ones, not just the strikes, not just every single pitch. So what do you think he said? Oh, I missed a couple and went boom, boom. I, no, I, I think he might have. Well, I don't think he would have done that either. I just think it was more of a situation that a couple of things get hit or maybe I, thought there was going to be. I, I don't know. I think he might have marked it. Yeah. And then the pitch, or, you know, because it's timing of it. Do you mark yeah. it when the ball t- hits the catcher's glove, leaves his hand, right. after he's settled, back on the hill? Like, what do you? when do you mark oh, it? And as long mean. as yeah. he was okay going into that, like, because it was the way the rule is, because he was a com- it was a complete game, because he started the final batter with what they said was 80 pitches. That puts him over. If he'd started with them right. saying it's at 79 pitches, he's allowed to pitch as many as he wants. That's what makes this even sillier. So if he'd started with 79, he could have thrown another 15 pitches and still been <laughs> eligible to play because he's allowed well, to the finish the batter. batter. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, that... you could have had a Marty Barrett against the, the Blue Jays at bat in 1990, 17 foul offs or whatever it is, right? And that's okay, but because you go over on one pitch, which may or may not have in this situation been correct, we're 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 holding the line here. This is at Morton Field, right? Yeah, uh, where? Oh, up at Hudson. Up at Hudson. Oh, at Hudson. Yeah. Because I was going to say you can see it right on the scoreboard. Yeah. Every single pitch. But the, the, the thing is, though, is American Legion baseball always promotes that they're there for the kids. They're there for the kids. In this situation right now, they're not there for the kids. Admit you made a mistake and do the right thing. It's not that hard. 
Yeah, I mean, people that want to come up to this tournament want to see the best players play. How many times have we gone to a major league game and seen the home plate umpire throw out one of the stars because he didn't like it in the, in the second inning because he didn't like a, a strike call? I remember watching a Tigers game on a, on a Thursday afternoon once, and I remember Ivan Rod uh, Pudge Rodriguez got thrown out arguing a, a ball and strike call, and I'm like, did I come here to see? Did I turn this game on today to watch the umpire go? Like, and that. Absolutely. I mean, in this situation, I'm going up to see the best in Maine, and you know, we only get to see these kids when they're in Maine, when they're the best for a couple years, two, three years. When they're freshmen, they're gangly freshmen. We don't get to see really the the finished product until junior, senior year. Especially, especially with someone I mean, of that. After, after what happened in the regional final game, you trying to tell me right now that Costin doesn't want Bangor again? Oh, of course, of course. I mean, that's, that, that huge storyline sets up itself. And for me, American Legion Baseball, which is, what, what did I read all summer? Struggling to keep players, struggling to keep players. Poor Franklin County had to forfeit a playoff game. Like, this is not the PR you're looking that's for. That's a good point about wanting to see the best players play. Because you think about it, you know, it's that joke in the NBA. If you're a superstar, get your technical in the first quarter because they're not going to tee you up again and throw you right, out. Right, You know what I mean? Right. It, that's interesting. Yeah, you. Want, I, if I'm going to that game, I want to see Carson on the mound. What if, What am I spending? If, if I'm spending money on admission for that, hell, if I'm a parent and I'm spending money on equipment, I mean, if I'm... <laughs> <laughs> All the money that you have to spend to go to tournaments and go to this and go to that so that you can get to these moments and get preparation for these sort of championship moments. Ryan, do you know if the at Hudson, do they have a, a pitch count clock? And is, uh, we, is that uh, we, official? Because yeah, in, in, in high school, we scrimmaged up there. They uh, And uh, they did not have, uh, we played John Baps, and they did not have, the, the pitch count on the scoreboard. I don't know if they have anything um, like that for, for this tournament or not. But, uh, no, there was not one. And you would think, I mean, this is a great recruiting tool for, for Coach Harvey. I mean, you have the best of the best at your college. Oh, yeah. You could just sit there and, 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 and recruit. You'd think that between Legion and, and Hudson, they would have had some kind of you know organized thing set up so not one person was doing three different jobs. Because if I'd been told that that pitch count on the scoreboard is the official pitch count, and I get to 79, and they've got 80 on the board. Oh, yeah. I'd be going and saying, time out. Can we check <laughs> that, that guy happened. up in the box? What what game? I can't remember what game that That's happened crazy. in. I can't remember if it was Bangor-Falmouth last year in Augusta. I think it was Bangor-Falmouth last year in Augusta, the state title game up at Morton Field, the Class A state title game. There was a pitch count discrepancy going into the final inning, and I they talked about it on the field and got it straightened out in yeah. the field because you can take care of it. Like... You know, yeah, it's like to me, it's like searching for Christmas lights, right? <laughs> One of those bulbs popped, okay? Because so mean, now you've got to go to Clark on top of Clark Griswold's roof and figure out which one blew, yeah, right? Yeah, it's too late now. Because because maybe what Slice so would have said is, I'm willing to take a chance. I want Carson. If we can get there, mm -hmm. I'm gonna let I'm gonna bring in my reliever for one batter. Maybe, yeah, maybe it, it might have been worth it now, right? You know, right. if he'd known yeah, that the, was the, the tough thing is, is, is like I, apparently I was, I was talking to. A friend today, and like I said earlier, they, they had to win the game. So I'm not sure taking Carson out at that point was even an option. If yeah. he's the best option to win the game, I can't. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna take him out, and then all of a sudden something happens and you lose, and you blew the whole thing up. Yeah, so, and then you're then point. you're you know, I mean, Slice just got into the Hall of Fame. I think they could take like, <laughs> like they would have done that for Grady Little if he'd been on the Hall of Fame. They could have taken him right out <laughs> after that. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's that's a situation you're yeah. in. You're in a one nothing game. Choice. Like you want your best pitcher in there. Question: Did 
were they managing it that diligently during the game? Was Slice in the dugout saying, hey, is he at, what, what's he at? I can't imagine he wasn't because I see them... I see these guys manage these pitch counts in the middle of freaking May. For well, the Northern uh, Division game we were at, you yeah. guys broadcast, it happened. He had to come out of the game. Really? Yeah. And Bangor won it at the end. Yeah. Exactly what this scenario is. Jeez. So he's he's aware of the pitch count. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, as, as a coach, every every inning, I'm, I'm always aware okay. of where my pitch is at for, for uh, various reasons. Yeah, I'm not a baseball. Um, but, I don't know. Do you think yeah, that's going to ever in your book? Yeah. Are, are we? Is this what we're going to start doing? And I don't want to. I get why we need a pitch count rule because you don't want a kid like say I don't know <coughs> Cody Lorison throwing 168 pitches in a regional final. Okay, I get that. I get we don't want that. But at what point are we going to start to overmanage this? Because that's not what, what this is, Coach. What happens? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. You got a quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, last I checked, footballs can be a little heavier than baseball sometimes, a little bigger. What if you're a quarterback? You have a new air raid offense. What if you decide to throw it 70 times in a game because you have to, right? 52-45 against, you know, you're taking on Mountain Valley and you're in a shootout. What Are we going to have a pitch count on on, on, on quarterback soon? Is it going to – no, well, you can only throw it 50 times. Well, they what better about three-point a... shooters? Is yeah. it going to be the same thing? <laughs> The idea, I don't know, I'm just a sports guy, I'm not a baseball guy, I don't know. The idea that a kid on a Friday night can get 40 carries in a football game. Right. And, and just bounce back and play the next play like it's nothing. 50, 50 carries! I remember the Jensen kid from Brunswick would oh get like God. 50 carries a game! Flaherty, Flaherty carried 45 times in the state game. Oh yeah. For Oak Hill. It's 45. Wild. Absolutely. Jason didn't realize it was that high. Flaherty goes, eh, no big deal. John Huston kid got 52 in a playoff game up <laughs> the, yeah. the tailback. Because in a game, you're, you're just doing what you got to do to win. And I if the kid of, can take it. I mean, you know? I, I think of all the carries that uh, Turcott had at oh, Lewiston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both Turcotts. Oh, yeah. Not related. <laughs> which I like to remind people. They're like, oh, your brother. No, they're not every, related every at time. all. Every, every time. time. But I mean, it's 100% right. We're not managing carries. We're not managing that. But we're going to manage pitch counts so diligently. It's about hey. safety. Hey, Ryan, right. before we went on the air, or we didn't even break, <laughs> he said, what if we're going to start managing three-point shots? You know, that ball's heavy. And I said, well, look what it did to Fultz. Yeah, I mean, it not <laughs> right. put, put Markel Fultz out of the league almost, you know? But, I mean, seriously, that's I, – I hope American Legion, the folks on the American Legion board of directors and, and their folks, if, if there was a mistake here, and I think it's pretty I, – I feel pretty strongly that – there's absolutely no reason for anyone from the Bessie Motors crew or also from, again, on the Yankee Ford side because, uh, side because they, they signed off that scorebook. I don't think there was any uh, intent here to defraud American Legion or to set it up so that Colton Carson could pitch even though he wasn't supposed to because he reached his pitch limit. I think this is a pretty easy open and shut case. Mm-hmm. And then it's a good learning experience for the future. They obviously made that adjustment in the tournament where the pitch counts are now announced at the end of each inning. So we now know to do that and not have this happen again. Instead, this is what we're talking about. Instead of talking about what you mentioned, Ryan, which is a great point, basically what amounts to a de facto rematch of the Northern A regional final when Bangor won it on a walk-off grand slam. Like we should be focused on that right now about the kids playing in a competitive game and not this stuff. Yeah, I, I, before I go, I want to make one thing very clear. I know we're talking about uh, constant throwing today and, and all that, but this is not a knock on any Bessie Motors pitcher they have. 
Right. Mm. Whoever they put on the mound today, they're going to put on the mound. They're going to have all the confidence in the world, and they're going to go out, and I'm going to predict they're going to win the game today. Let yeah, yeah, we this. were just trying to get at, you never want to see a, a team get penalized because there's some miscarriage of well, justice. Mm-hmm. Or think think about it. it. What's the point of keeping pitch count in the dugout? Just announce right. it and let one guy do it, and that's right. it, right? What's the point of even at keeping the, pitch at, count at if you're not going to honor it? Yeah, at this point, there's no, yeah. And, and, and what's the point of having the other team verify your scorebook is correct? If, if, if they're going to say, guy doing it all. if you're going to be, you know, passive aggressively accused of you know not being upfront and honest and trying to skirt the system a little bit which is what it sounds like is happening here so is there any is there any hope that they go back on it or is this a done deal it seems like a done deal to me unless someone you know changes their mind you said you said you said ryan there's been folks on the american legion uh, executive committee that have they've tendered letters uh, letters of re- resignation they're just rolling out yeah, and this, I, this, I could be wrong with this, but I think the person who resigned actually was a part of that Yankee 14 who was on the side of Bessie Motors, and they wouldn't change it, so he resigned. Wow. Well, then. Seems like a... Hey, man. Seems like a good way, guess you know. we've already decided. Do the I right guess thing. there's no... <laughs> someone once said there's no such thing as bad PR, right? Yeah. I would say in this situation that... I think they might that, have missed that one. That would be, that would be mistaken. I don't. I don't think this Not is the way to go. Not only bad PR, but bad PR for a dying sport. Well, mm. and that's the point. It's it's bad PR for the sport of baseball, which we already struggle with, and then it's bad PR in really bad optics for American Legion because you know what the the key points are for American Legion baseball. You know what that is to the detractors' mind: old stuffy guys who won't change their mind, right? Mm-hmm. Old stuffy guys that are rigid. That's why kids don't want to play. I, I was just talking to a friend of mine today, and he basically said, you know what? If I'm 13, 14 years old, the cross is looking better and better in, in, the, uh, in the spring. I don't have to worry about a pitch count. I don't have to worry about any of it. It's true. I'm pretty sure the rule is, Ryan, you help me on this. If Matty Boutwell's name is on our roster, the only way we can replace him to f- continue to fill up our roster if we're short players is if he dies. What? If we're at the limit, let's say, what's the <laughs> limit? Let's just say the limit's 17 players. And you've got 17 players, and Matty Boutwell is on the team, and he decides he doesn't want to play anymore. You can't pick up <laughs> what? Spencer unless Matty Boutwell dies. Um, I, yeah, I, the, the, the that is the rule. I coached American Legion guys a long time ago, but is this just is this just like a good old boys club that just won't change? Well, is what is what's going I, it's on? Only, here? You know what part of it is? I think with some of the stuff, there's only so many people that get involved mm. because. Of the way it's set up, whether it's schedule time, whether it's this, whether it's that. And I think a lot of times, too, the people that are involved, I don't think they can spend... I mean, look at... The situation here was was caused by the fact that there was not enough people in my... If this is if this is all how it's supposed to be, okay, if this is all 100% correct, and it was definitely 79 pitches, and the scorekeeper just... just or the official scorekeeper missed a pitch, this whole thing was set up and caused... By not enough people doing too many things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tower. Yeah. Yeah. So, it it reasons to my thought that if you don't have enough people on your board, or if you have people on your board that are doing it because there aren't enough people on it, that maybe they're in a situation where you know maybe they're not able to to put their full amount of time on it, and it's kind of a you know that's it sort of deal and, and that that seems again counterproductive to what you're trying to accomplish in this situation but let's, let's yeah, get I mean, for, a, for a state for a state tournament to not have 
a different person doing each job is just mind-boggling me. I could even see it with a couple, but six <laughs> is like a little much for me. Like I can, you know, I can barely do two or three here at a time. And that's just me like trying to keep a radio station on the air. Like it's not like it's life or death here. You give you a know? high school kid 10 bucks, he'd keep the pitch count for you. I mean, you know, Seriously? not that you do that, but you know what I mean? Somebody would do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. There, there's got to be something going on there. Yeah, I think $10 is the minimum wage now, so I think you can get away with that. <laughs> I think that works. Get them that in a sandwich, maybe. All right, Ryan. Well, you, All right, boys. I got to go. You did good. Thanks for not swearing. Really appreciate yeah, you're it. You're welcome. All right. Thank you for explaining. Talk to you soon. That was Ryan Palmer, head coach of the Diego Cougars, our roaming reporter. Sometimes he's in studio. Sometimes, he's also our, I guess he's our baseball ambassador as well, right? <laughs> I guess I could call him that. Yes. <laughs> You know, that's let that, the kid pitch. That's what that's what we look at. We free Carson, <laughs> free Carson. We will have more on the way. It's a Beulah's Daily Spectrum Health Care Partners Studios across the NBR Radio Network. You're listening to the B-List Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Wave Home. 
If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations or visit their all new and very popular team pages mbr.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in maine coming in february all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24 7 it's high school sports heaven all aboard mbr.org once a year they come out of hiding for a weekend of high quality events food and music That's right, folks. It's the 8th Annual Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival. Thursday, August 2nd through Sunday, August 5th. Bring your family. Enjoy free camping for four days. A pig roast and other delicious food. Participate in fun games redneck style. Like bobbing for pig's feet, toilet seat horseshoes, tire beer trot, wife carrying, and more. Enjoy live music every night with 10 bands including Twice Shy, Stolen Mojo, and Ragged Jack. This year, we salute and honor our veterans. Bring two or more non-perishable items and receive $5 off your ticket at the gate. Weekend passes are $60 per person and $30 for a day pass. The Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival is a proud sponsor of the Lewiston Vet Center Family Day and as a thank you, they'll enjoy the pig roast on us. An event like no other. The 8th Annual Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival August 2nd through the 5th in Hebron. Find them on Facebook. Bring your talents to PepsiCo. If you have a Class A CDL and you are 21 or older, apply for a new career at PepsiCo in Auburn as a full-time relief driver with a competitive benefits package beginning on day one, including medical, dental, vision, legal, paid holidays, and vacations, and a 401k plan with company match. Our drivers are home every night and earn $20.50 to $22.40 per hour. Now offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus, PepsiCo is an equal opportunity employer. Apply online at pepsijobs.com. Well, it's true. That's what I hear anyway. It's a Beelis Daily. It's sort of close to home sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes a little bit. Been an idiot for a very long time, yeah. Coach, is oh. what I'm saying. It's It's been going on for a while now. You know, it's been a lot of 
A lot of that. Well, I've said how many times my wife's put up me for 41 years. I don't know how the hell she does it. Yeah, I, I don't know either. <laughs> Escapes me. She's a, she is a better woman than I. Made in heaven. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I drove with you to, uh, you know, I drove with you to Foxcroft, had to take a nap on the way up, just to, <laughs> way up, way down. No, it was, actually, it was Palmer had to take the nap on the way back. He was, he was totally out of it. We were there for the Lobster Bowl, so that was good. Those were the days. I'm actually putting up uh, Coach Palmer's interview now with us uh, up on the website. You can just go right to the front page of MBR.org and hear that there as we talked about the pitch count controversy in the uh, American Legion uh, semifinals that will be happening today. Uh, of course, semifinal today and then the final today as well. The winner uh, will take on Coastal Landscaping, which I believe is the team that encompasses uh, the Wyndham kids, uh, like Tanner Bernier, and, and those guys are on that team. He's going so. to USM to play baseball. Yep, sure is. And it was fun. That was a great story that he told. You know, He wasn't thinking about playing baseball until Coach Flaherty showed up and was like, ah, going to USM. You know, play some baseball? Yeah. Well, Flaherty, I guess so, when, yeah. When Flaherty shows up, you usually pay attention. Yeah, you're like, hey, I guess I'm going to play a little. I, I told you my Flaherty story, right? I, uh, I'm the AD at Skowhegan. Yeah, yeah. And the first year that I went there was the baseball coach and Duke Albanese, the next commissioner at that time, was the football coach. And he called me in the middle of the summer. He said, one of my coaches is moving. Hey, something's come up. I don't have a coach. You want a coach? And I said, well, as, you know, as long as you don't mind the AD looking over your shoulder every minute, I'd just soon do it. So I, I did it. So uh, I said, go ahead and find somebody. Well, the, by the next summer, he really hadn't found anybody. We had a good relationship, all of us, good staff. So the last contract day that you can resign, July, January, uh, July 31st, Duke handed his resignation. He went back to Oakland, which is where he came from, mm-hmm. after that one year. To be assistant to the superintendent. He wasn't quite certified yet, so mm-hmm. they, they kind of worked that. So now, Skowhegan, a great football town, is going to start August 1st. They don't have a football coach. Jeez, bro. So I got together. The school board at that time was 24 members. Oh, Yeah. But they had an eight-member athletic part of the board. So I met with them on a Sunday. They said, what are we going to do? We, they said, we should get... Pete, Pete Cooper at Lawrence, or, or Wolf Grandma. I said, those. First of all, those people aren't leaving their programs August first. Yeah. And secondly, if they do, we don't want them. <laughs> I know, right? Because they're going to do it again. <laughs> exactly. So I said, what are we going to do? And I said, look, I've been. A, I was a coach at Brewer. I yeah, said, yeah. I've been a head coach before. I'll take it for a year, and whatever. So anyway, making a long story, a long story. Uh, I had. I found the a couple of assistants that were going to stay with us, and whatever. Fine. Didn't have. a a freshman coach. So my first stab at it was they had a social opening and this kid named Flaherty applied for it. I, I'd heard of him already. So I interviewed him and he said, geez, I really like the atmosphere here and whatever. But he said, I got to be honest with you. I got an interview in the Portland area on Monday. This is on a Thursday. He said, can I let you know after I have that interview? He called me Tuesday morning. Yeah. said, they offered me a job. And he said, I feel bad. I said, hey, I don't don't apologize at all. Mm-hmm. I said, you got a chance to oh, be yeah. back home. If that's what you want. Go for it. Yeah. So the other part of the story is they had a guy named Joe Penley, who's actually from South Paris area. Um, one of the Penley boys. One oh, of yeah. the Penley boys. And he, uh, he'd he been the freshman coach, and they he decided to get done. He's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And they gave him a plaque and everything, and it was up in his – I've been in his house. It's up on the wall and whatever. And so I get out to see him. He goes, hey – Coach, what are you doing down here? He said, well, I got a, a favor to ask. He said, what's that? I said, at least for one year, 
if not longer, I need a freshman coach. He goes, I, I can't do that. Look, there's a plaque. Uh, this, you know, as it goes through, that went over. I took the plaque off the wall. He had a little desk there with a drawer. I opened the drawer. I put it in the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> he started laughing. He goes, no. I go, there's not a person in this town will gripe about you coming back to coach. You know that. Yeah. He used to do things like, you know, freshmen wouldn't have a game uh, on Friday. Friday after school, all the freshman football team would be at, at the high school in the library studying. Wow. That's the kind of educator he was, I a like teacher. That. I like that. But anyway, so, yeah, Ed Flaherty and I, had uh, we came pretty close. Thank God he didn't take the job because <laughs> it led to greater, much greater things for him. And uh, Yeah, I think things worked out. Yeah, I think it worked. I think it was I think okay. He, he had things working. I think there was no point. spilled milk on that one. And yeah. Joe Penley stayed the whole time the next seven years. So nice. Nice. he said, when I get ready to get done, go on to be an assistant principal, he said, I'm not breaking in another one. He goes, Dad, I go, no, Joe, I don't blame you. He used to say things like, we would, we would bring in sodas for like the, the visiting coaches. Mm-hmm. So after the game, soda and juice, they could pick whatever. And yeah. The first time we did it, we're playing Mount Blue, because big rivalry game. Okay. And we got... Walker had gone out to get him and from the cooler, and he sets him down before he went over to their locker room. Joe goes, wow, geez, why so many? There's only four of us, five of us. And I said, well, the others are from Mambu. He goes, what? Yeah, he's old school. We, they're the enemy. We can't give them <laughs> soda and juice. I said, yes, we can, Joe. Come on now. Great guy. That's Just funny. a great guy. That's funny. All right, so you're, um, you said something during the break that really, you know, I was, you came in, coach, and I was all excited. I'm like, you know, my kids, um, you know, my kids go to RSU 16 and I want them to grow up and and be a part of a school that has a good football tradition. I think there's something about being able to go and having a winning football program on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. I think it changes the entire athletic program. I agree. I feel like that about the college level in the state of Maine. I feel like that about the high school level in the state of Maine. Because it's not, most of the time when you see a good football program, there's a good few other programs mm-hmm. that follow along yeah. those same lines. And it's not just the men's programs. It's oh, it's yeah. the women's programs too. Like there's, it, it all spills down. Yeah. Okay. But you talked about something during the break. And honestly, I was... <sighs> It took all those good feelings. Well, you're a big LeBron fan. I am. I'm really, I really, that hurt me for a minute. But then I understood after you explained it. I, I got to plead my case. Okay. Just hear all me right. Out. All right. I will listen. I, <laughs> I'm going to go into this with an open mind. You, you. So I'll, 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 I was I was in fourth grade, and I picked up a Sports Illustrated for kids. And on the cover was a man named LeBron James, and it said Irish on the front of his jersey. So I take it home, and I ask my older brother, Jared. I said, Jared. What NBA team's Irish? I said, what is this? Did he play for Notre Dame? What is this? He said, that's a high school kid. And I'm mind blown. Yeah. A high school kid? Because at me in fourth grade, the high school kids are gods. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, right? So then I learned more. And then the kid's on the front of the ESPN magazine with the chosen one. And then he's the first pick in the draft. And I'm a young kid coming up in adolescence. And, and for me, he's – just think about this concept. He's a pass-first player, Right? who's going to finish in the top whatever in scoring. He's in the top 15 assists. He has, listen to this, and this is the craziest thing in the world. He has four more made career field goals than Kobe Bryant on 3,100 less attempts. 
Wow. Kobe Bryant's not a bad player, guys. And they used to call Kobe the Black Mamba. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? And he's a pass-first player. He gets killed at the end of the game. 3,000 less shots? I looked it up, and it's real. Holy. Think think about this. Think about this. He gets killed for passing to wide-open players at the end of games. You You guys have all been in the coaching realm, right? You draw up a play. I've, I've not been look? in the coaching room, but, okay, but I, I, you watch I, enough bro- I broadcast enough. I feel like I can get some stuff by osmosis. <laughs> you yes. know, so so for me, I don't know. And, and I'm big on just doing things the right way. The guy's been on the national spotlight since he was 16 for dang near 20 years. He's actually lived up to the hype and maybe even surpassed it. He's and 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 for me, you know, he's been with the same woman since high school. He has a family. You don't hear about him in the nightclubs. And I, I think he's we just, just said that the standard for an American athlete. I think he's the standard. And, and, and yes, on the court, he maybe he flops and, and whines and maybe he's a baby sometimes and whatever. And he might be a little arrogant. But I think if I was the best at what I did since I was a high school kid, I might be a little arrogant, too. You know what I, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I just think I've, I was a fan of him since I was a kid. I've been a fan of him. And, and I just really like the whole, like, you know, oh, he's not clutch. OK, he hits four game winners in the playoffs. Oh, he can't win the big one. He goes to Miami, wins one. All right, well, he was with Wayne Wade. Then he comes back and wins another one. You know what I mean? I just think, I think he's answered every call, and he's done it the right way the whole time. You know right. what I mean? Okay. So that's that's my case. I understand. I it. I think it's a strong one. <laughs> I understand it. I understand it. You know, I yeah. I've always been a Jordan guy. Yeah. And you know, it is funny though. There are times. It's funny that LeBron could be held to one standard by another organization, media wise. Mm. And then held to a different standard by everyone else. Like, yeah. remember when Jordan had the double nickel against the Knicks when he came back uh, from uh, when when he had the double nickel against the Knicks when he came back from retirement, which was in '95, and he won that game by passing to a wide open Bill Wennington who was down low who stuffed it home. And I remember at the time you heard that's what's great about Michael Jordan. You know, normally he would be the one who takes that shot, but I guess he's evolved, and you know he. He trusts his teammates now, right? Yeah. You know, and before that, all you ever heard about was how he punched his teammates in the face. Yeah. You know, during the games, when LeBron passes in one of those situations, like, why is LeBron so soft? Why doesn't he want the he ball in that situation? Why doesn't he have a killer instinct? You're right. You're right. And I it, see it, that. So that's my thing. It, it, you're right. That, that, that's my thing. I can it's see like, that. Think, think about the idea. Right. He doesn't have a killer instinct, right? And then he ends up hitting game-winning threes, and you know what I mean, like. And the, I don't know. For me, it's like I follow them closely, and like every little thing that they've nitpicked. Think about the whole thing. I remember in 2013, I believe, when they, the, the second championship they won in Miami, Game Six, Brown hits that shot. Right. The whole thing was well, LeBron James is a three-point shooter. He clanked the first one. He's shooting 26. percent He went five for eight from three in Game Seven. He had five three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Greg Popovich said, "Let him shoot." Okay, you're gonna let me shoot. All right. You know what I mean? I think everything that they've nitpicked on him, he's kind of you know answered the call and so i just i don't know and i'm definitely biased 100 you know I'm, I'm a huge fan so i'm definitely not objective with it with my take on it but i don't know man and i just i and i'm not sitting here saying and I, I'm, I'm i'm a younger guy i'm not sitting here saying he's better than michael jordan because he's not as accomplished and he hasn't won as much however when you look at pure basketball talent he's as good as anyone i've seen well he's a big man playing yeah. point guard for goodness <laughs> sakes you know yeah well, we thought we'd seen the last of that with magic johnson mm. and he's just bigger yeah. Well, as big, I guess. Yeah, I just... Yeah, so, you know, I'm a LeBron guy, and don't hold it against me. Still support pulling football. <laughs> what do you... What do you, uh, you who are you football-wise? All right, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a young guy. People, people call me a millennial. Boy, he's trying oh, to add-lib it already. Oh, my so, God, no. he's already making an excuse. I am, gonna, he says I'm a, the Jets, he's out. No, I'm a, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. 
And I'm that way just because of my uncle. I was a young kid. Uh -huh. I remember being in high school and being really, really happy when, they, when we drafted Jimmy Clausen because I thought he was going to be the, the, the guy. Oh, yeah, because he played at Notre Dame. But Jimmy Clausen is still the guy in my eyes because he was so bad he got his Cam Newton. So, so <laughs> he I, led you to the right place. He did. Yeah. He did. It's the funniest clip ever. My friends literally send it to me. Anytime they see it on Facebook or Twitter, they'll message it to me. Mel Kuyper being like, if Jimmy Clausen isn't a good quarterback, then I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, Because oh, that's what I was saying in high school. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Clausen's the best. Oh, my God. We finally got our next Hall of Fame quarterback. You know what I mean? He's going to be better than Jake DeLome. And he was... Absolutely terrible. So basketball, you're a LeBron, no other team? I'm just LeBron. Yeah, he just follows LeBron. Follow LeBron. So right now he's I a am. Lakers fan. I am. I am. Okay, so we've got that narrowed down. we got the Panthers in football. Yeah. Okay. I, I do support the Boston Red Baseball? Sox. Okay. All right. Baseball? Boston All right. Red okay. Sox. All right. And I do think. Yankee fan uh, over there. Huge Yankee yeah. fan. I, 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 I and by the way. He jinxed us yesterday. Did he? He was blowing smoke. They're the greatest. I've only they're been doing this for here. two days, Wing. It's they unbelievable. Are the, they are the greatest so, single-season Major League Baseball team of all time. See, so last night, Sale goes on the DL. Oh, yeah. And Bogots gets hit in their hand. Oh, and, they, and they lose to the Phillies. And the Yankees managed win. to win yeah. yesterday somehow. They managed to beat those pesky Baltimore Orioles <laughs> who traded away half their roster before the game. They Did actually put on a roster before the game with Jonathan Scope batting second. They traded him away 10 minutes later. Did you see Adam Jones refuse to let him trade him? That's yeah, but interesting, isn't it? Adam Jones loves the community in Baltimore. I used to, you know what, me two, three, four years ago, hell, me 10 years ago. I would be going off on Adam Jones this morning. I would be calling him just the softest ass in the world. <laughs> oh, I wasn't thinking doing? that. I was thinking loyalty. Do you not have yeah. any, do you not have any do you not have any competitive spirit? Do you not have this? But you know what? Now that I'm older, I really understand that like he's got a family, he's got kids. Got a family. There's a lot of stuff that these guys go through when they get traded. And people are like, "Oh, well, it's not like that." Well, no. You get traded from the Mets on Tuesday and you're in LA you have to meet up with the team that you're playing. You know, let's say you get traded to the Red Sox. You got to be in Boston by tomorrow night's game. That's, that's and, my and, thing, and you're man. not just and you're not just packing everything up we, and leaving the kids. We you know? act like these professional athletes because they're wealthy aren't yeah. humans, right? Relationships matter. Yeah, I could not imagine because I I've been close to all my coaches: Coach Dave Sterling, Bill County, Darren Hartley, Mike Adams. I'm close with these people today. I talk to them regularly. I love those men. Right? If so if I was on their team and someone said, hey, by the way, you're out, I'd be devastated. Oh, yeah. Devastated. And your teammates. Some of them are your best friends. Did you guys see what happened to DeMar DeRozan? He was so oh, yeah. hurt. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. He was hurt. Perfect oh, yeah. Saddened. Yeah. He just had one of his best years. He was an all-NBA player. He, he, he re-signed with them for less money when he was a free agent. And then they're like, well, we got a chance to get Kawhi Leonard. He's better, so you're out. It's like, man. And also, I think Adam uh, Jones is saying, hey, look, I'm going to stay and fight. And we got some young kids coming in, yeah. and I'll be the leader, damn it. He's already, I mean, he's already the leader, and he doesn't yeah. want to look like he's leaving. But also, he's from that community. He's, he's, he loves that community. He wanted to stay. God bless him. Just Go stay there. Just because bad doesn't mean i got to leave. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what he's saying. Just because the going's tough And you right know now. what? You want to see that. I yeah. want to see that from my guys. Like, I would have liked to see that from people other than Dino Raja back when the Celtics sucked. You know what I <laughs> mean? Isn't it funny, though? Because when a free agent stays, you're like, oh, loyalty. But when he refuses to get traded, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, what's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> it's like, no. It's yeah. like, I want to be really, here. We it's can't a completely decide. Different, <laughs> it's a completely different ball of wax. You yeah, look yeah. at it I, in I, a completely different way. Yeah. I do miss the days. I, I've told him, yeah. tells you how old I am. When I, when, I started, when I started watching football, there were only the New York Giants. Yeah. There were no Patriots. They started in 1960. Yeah. 
as I was starting high school. Um, and so that's who, and it was the same guy. I could name every single player, both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. all the rookies, because there was only one team that we had. We never saw anybody else on TV ever, yeah. if, even if they were on. Yeah. And, and they were there for 10 years, all of them. Crazy. Every single one of them played their whole career in New yeah. York. Now, but player mobility is interesting. You can't. Uh, you got to look up on Wednesday to find out who's well, here. Imagine being a college sports fan now, right? Because I'm a main Black Bears fan to the death. I don't care they're small mm-hmm. D one. I'm sort of main in everything. Um, but like I was talking, to my I have a good friends that are Duke basketball fans, and I'm like, dang, you have a new team every year. Every yeah. year, there's new guys to root for. Like, how do you even like become attached to them? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Like. How yeah. do you have like an emotional attachment to Jason Tatum or Kyrie Irving yeah. when they only play a year, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I don't know. It's just really interesting. I would, and sometime maybe I'll come back and we'll talk about the NCAA. And how I, feel I feel like that. we're going to allow you back on after today. Oh, that'd be great. Like, it'll be good. Let's and, make this a normal and the thing. Good, and the good, <laughs> the good news is I'll know when your in-service days are and your non-in-service ah, days are. So it'll see? be, you know, it'll be. How about know. hockey? We didn't ask you about hockey. You I, don't, I, don't, I don't pay attention too much pro hockey. I'm a Black Bears hockey guy. I've I've, oh, yeah. I've spent yeah. many a cold go. hours in in the lines outside waiting for student tickets. So I'm a, I'm a big Maine Black Bear. That's a, yeah. I would like to see them redo. I, I here's what I'd like to see at the University of Maine. Okay. Well, let's talk about that because I, I would. Well, I'm very about. passionate. Now that you mentioned Maine twice, he's going <laughs> to go. I've already rampage. My on big us. thing is when I watched UMBC last year in the tournament. My very first question was, why in the hell can that not be the UMaine Black Bears? Okay. Because the answer is it can be. Of course, it can. So you've got just to, basketball or just athletics basketball, in athletics in general. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, the football to me the football program is insanely underrated because they have for the, them, most, the most NFL players at the FCS level right now, and currently. nobody pays attention to that. It's the biggest recruiting cell. And and you're talking about you have the most NFL players in the SEC of of the of F- the FCS. FCS. You are. In the CAA. CAA is the SEC of that. That's where the University of Maine plays. They play in the SEC of that college football division. Yeah. The, the funniest thing ever is what and I, I helped recruit for them in state when I was on the staff as a student assistant. They had more NFL players at the time than I think it was like seven Big 12 schools. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and that's a big thing. It's a big fish, small pond. Yeah, sure. Now, if we want to deep dive into it, because I don't know how much time we have, but I feel very passionate about we this. Have, we have. Until I'm not going anywhere. We, okay, good. So this is it's multi-layered. But for me, it's if you walk on campus, right, the biggest thing with you're recruiting a 17, 18-year-old kid. Well, what do they care about? They care about branding, right, mm-hmm. gear, what they're wearing. They care about what they're walking into, right, and they care about the atmosphere. Orono's a tough place to recruit to, mm-hmm. right? So it's funny because I used to talk to Jack Cosgrove, and Jack Cosgrove talked about how back in the 90s there was a big initiative to move UMaine to Portland and join the Big East, and it was a big thing, and they wanted to do it. Realistically, it didn't happen. It wasn't ever going to happen, but it was a big idea, right? Because Portland is, is a desirable location. I've recruited kids to Orono. You know how many kids that live in Jersey and Virginia and Florida have no clue that Maine even exists? Oh, they think it's part of Canada? They think it's part of Canada. Yeah. So what if, you don't, if you don't say Portland, they have no idea. I talked to parents on the phone. Well, how close are you to Portland? A couple uh, hours? About as close as you are to Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so... When you, when you look at it, right? So, like, I brought up UNE earlier. Their new facilities are absurd. The offices are great. The, the, the weight room's great. Locker room's great. The new stadium's going to be unbelievable. Maine's facilities don't hold up to JMU, Richmond, William & Mary, Elon. You can go as far as Assumption, Division II, I look St. At, Aislam. Coach, I look at hockey. 
I love the Alphonde as much as anybody. Okay, but, but when you take the Alphonde, yes, when you when you take the Alphonde's popcorn ceilings yes. and compare them to the Aganisaria at Boston University that has NXT rolling through exactly. there every three months. When when we walk kids through our locker not room and facilities and football, they are shocked. Sometimes they're coming. They're downgrading they from what from they're their, getting in high school. They, listen, recruited a kid from Don Bosco in Jersey. Okay, he walked in and said, "Where's the rest of it?" Oh, no yeah. lie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and listen, they, they do well, however, it, and it's tough. You're in Orono, Maine. It, the funding is low. They, and in football and hockey, the fans come out, but your, your ticket sales aren't high enough and your stadiums aren't big enough where they're not moving the needle that much. It, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of branding and marketing and facilities that you cannot accomplish in Orono, mm -hmm. Maine. And it's a, first of all, it's incredible that Maine football does what they do. That's, and that's, it's remarkable. And that's the point. Like, I don't want... The work that Coach Cosgrove put in oh, the years to keep that program afloat, yep. relevant, yep. and competing, you know, competing in the playoffs. Usually what? Every two to three, every three years, they're usually the in the running playoffs. running joke is every third year they'll make a run. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's kind of, I'm okay with that. that. That's Hey, it's competitive. They're competitive. And I, their defense is always the top of the league every year. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's the, it, so to me, you have something there you can build on. And you have a history with the University of Maine hockey program you can build on. Hell, you have a, a program in the University of Maine women's basketball team. Oh, a yeah. history with that you can absolutely build on. Absolutely. And you know what? All three of those programs, the hockey team isn't picking up nearly as quickly, quickly as I'd like. Yeah. But they're getting there. And he will. I know Red Gendron, he does a good job. And, yeah. and he gets a, he, a lot of, and he's a lot been of people given talk some time. about him. He, he, in terms of how he carries himself and what, ha what he does on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis, he's a very good man. I think what the frustration was for that was the fact that they would not even sniff Jim Montgomery when that job came open. Mm. And then Jim Montgomery went and took Denver yeah. to the Final Four a couple years. Won it. And, then they, yep. and, and now he's going to be coaching in the National Hockey League. Now, Jim Montgomery probably wouldn't have stayed in Maine for a long time. He probably would have ended up in the National Hockey League but after he he'd been the there. But he was the sexy pick, the name. I get it. And, and he did mention in, in... He mentioned, he basically begged for the job in the Bangor Daily News. I know. And somebody, not going to name any names, said, no, nope, yeah, no, you're right. We can't talk to him. Can't talk to him. Yeah. But, what, what? I know. I know. So, I don't know. I have well, seen Red Gendron Stanley Cup ring in person. Yeah. And it is absurd. That's, I've also seen Trevor Bates' Super Bowl ring in person, and those both are like the craziest things I've ever yeah, 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 that a, Trevor Bates Super Bowl ring I've seen on Instagram, and that even looks big on Instagram. In person, it's like scary. Yeah. I, I think I could fit it around two of my fingers. I feel like, I, I feel <laughs> like it could cause some sort of a, like a, a, a neuropathy issue <laughs> with the arm if you had to yeah. wear that on a regular basis. Definitely. But, we, but we, for, Yeah, but just for you, Maine, and I'm only speaking because I know the football program in and out, it, 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 it's tough. It's really, really tough to get 17, 16, 18-year-old kids, however old they are, to recruit. When they come on campus, there is no shock and awe value, right? And when you go to Towson in Maryland and you go to JMU and you go to Richmond, you walk into those coaches' offices and you're like, whoa, it's crazy. And then you go to schools like that and they have the Nike contract in comparison to the New Balance contract Maine has. And that stuff matters. Mm -hmm. And everybody who's old-fashioned, especially in our great state of Maine, where there's a lot of people who are very old-fashioned, traditional, blue-collar, who don't care about that type of stuff. Brand on your shirt doesn't matter. Yeah. But these 18-year-old kids from Florida care about that. Sure. You know what I mean? They do. And they care about what television network they're on. They don't want to be on WLBZ2 and Orono Bangor. They want to be on ESPN3 every Saturday. They want to be on, you know what I mean, the networks where they're going to get eyes on them and exposure. So it, it, it's an uphill battle because they don't have the means or the resources to compete with the top-heavy teams in the CAA. So the, the solution to that, in my mind, is simple. 
win, do what you, you win and, big, get you, eyes on you. Do what UNH does. Do what UNH does, okay? <laughs> With the same financial crisis, actually. Correct. Yeah. And, and go from there. Because it's doable. And to me, it will start as soon as the men's basketball tournament makes the tournament. Oh, man. I just, that's all I have left in life. I've watched, even as a Yankees fan, there's certain things you want to see. Like, oh, yeah. you want to see the Red Sox win the World Series. You can say you were alive for it. Yep. I didn't quite want it to happen in the way it did. Oh, well. Um, I could have settled with waiting until 2007. <laughs> yeah. I would have been totally cool with that. Although that was the un- most unlikable Yankees team in the history of time. That's fair. Um, I, I, I've seen the Cubs win the World Series. Mm-hmm. I've seen the Patriots come from 25 down to win the Super Bowl. I've seen everything in my life. Yeah. I saw the 86 World Series. I've seen all these crazy things. Yep. All I want is for the University of Maine <laughs> to, win the to be the damn 16 seed <laughs> and take on UNH on national television and hang with them for a half. Yep. I'm yep. not asking for the sun and the moon here. You know what's funny? I had this conversation with a buddy of mine who was at UMaine. Now he actually is a scouting assistant with the Detroit Lions. Maine basketball players... And Maine football coaches suffer from the same syndrome. And I'll tell you what it is. They leave for the bigger stage. If you look at, I'm good friends with some of these guys. You mm-hmm. Maine's basketball players that have transferred out, if they stay, oh my God. So think about it. In 2012, oh yeah, Justin, Justin Edwards, yeah. Xavier Pollard, Dimitri Cornell, um, and Lee Frazier. Lee went to go play professional in England, where he's from. Justin Edwards went to Kansas State, started in the Big 12. Um, Xavier Pollard went to Kent State, started in, in that conference. And Dimitri Cornell transferred um, to Bryant, didn't work out, and now he's been professional basketball. Um, those four guys, I've all seen play basketball. Justin Edwards is a very highly played player overseas. He's a, played the, he started at Kansas mm-hmm. State. Dimitri Cornell dropped 27 at UConn. He's a 6'7 shooting guard, can really play. Xavier Pollard's playing professional, started for Kent State, was a um, all um all-defensive team, America East player, point guard, and Lee Frazier was an all-conference big. All those four guys are on the same team. If they stay three years from then, they're unbelievable. But the hardest part is, if you're a basketball player, do you want to play in Orono, Maine, in front of 400 people at the Bangor uh, yeah, at the cross, Center. Yeah, at the Cross Insurance right? Arena take, now, which is beautiful, the, but there's only 10 people in But it. I was a student there. I went to the game because I love sports, but I, my buddies who weren't that into basketball weren't getting on a bus for 20 minutes to go watch as a broke college kid, to go into Bangor to watch a basketball game. They yeah. weren't. You know what I mean? So you think about it, and so you think about the UMaine football staff. Rob Smith, D.C. at, Ar- at Arkansas, right? Paul Ferraro, D.C. at Columbia, right? Um, Liam Cohen just left. He's in the, he was at Holy Cross. He's in the NFL. Kevin Bergoyne was in OC. He's in the Canadian Football League. They all leave because why? If you're a football coach at Maine, you aren't paid even remotely close to the job you're, you're doing, Mm-mm. so you're never going to stay. No. You're going to be looking. You go to Maine, you make your run to the national semifinal, whatever. Yeah. You get your big name out there, and then you leave. <laughs> yeah. Marcus Washlensky, the quarterback, strength coach at Maine. He's at Minnesota now. You know what I mean? It's Matt King, All-American player at Maine, played in the NFL, came back to Maine, strength coach. Now he's at University of Washington. If you look at the, the trickle effect of UMaine football coaches out and about in the country, They're it's everywhere. ridiculous. You look at Maine basketball players, their point guard is at Oklahoma now. Mm-hmm. Aaron Kalixty, he's a good friend of mine. They, the head coach, Kruger, said, we want you to replace Trey Young. You know what I mean? They, they don't have the resources to attract people and keep them. They can only serve them as an exposure place. Hey, you're going to get your name out there. But the problem is they get their name out there and they leave. So if you're main basketball, 
you get the Andrew Flemings and the Teron Mosses and the main kids who say, this is it, man. This is mm -hmm. a big stage. I'm going to stay. I'm D1. But can you win the America East with just main kids? No. No. You need to have a mix. So how but you, you have to have the main kids to get the mainers involved with it. So you have so you to keep get a that couple mix. a year. Yes. You keep a scholarship a year yes. for them. But you have to make sure the players that are on your roster have an enjoyable experience in some capacity. And I don't have the answer to how you do that. And until you start playing football coaches, all those unbelievable coaches are, are just going to be there for two or three years and leave because they're going to go triple their salary to work in an environment that has a brand new office and unbelievable access to different facilities that they can have for them and their children and all these other perks that the Orno, frankly, just doesn't have the resources to offer. We, on that thought, are going to take a break because we're overdue for one. It's Beelis Daily. Spencer Emerson, new head football coach of the Poland Knights in studio. We'll be back. You're listening to the Beelis Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better. A better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home.
If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Once a year, they come out of hiding for a weekend of high-quality events, food, and music. That's right, folks. It's the 8th Annual Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival, Thursday, August 2nd through Sunday, August 5th. Bring your family. Enjoy free camping for four days, a pig roast, and other delicious food. Participate in fun games redneck style, like bobbing for pig's feet, toilet seat horseshoes, tire beer trot, wife carrying, and more. Enjoy live music every night with 10 bands including Twice Shy, Stolen Mojo, and Ragged Jack. This year, we salute and honor our veterans. Bring two or more non-perishable items and receive $5 off your ticket at the gate. Weekend passes are $60 per person and $30 for a day pass. The Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival is a proud sponsor of the Lewiston Vet Center Family Day. And as a thank you, they'll enjoy the pig roast on us. An event like no other. The 8th Annual Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival, August 2nd through the 5th in Hebron. Find them on Facebook. Facebook. Bring your talents to PepsiCo. If you have a Class A CDL and you are 21 or older, apply for a new career at PepsiCo in Auburn as a full-time relief driver with a competitive benefits package beginning on day one, including medical, dental, vision, legal, paid holidays, and vacations, and a 401k plan with company match. Our drivers are home every night and earn $20.50 to $22.40 per hour. Now offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus, PepsiCo is an equal opportunity employer. Apply online at pepsijobs.com. It's that same Eeyore mentality. Yeah. Vilas yeah. Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Poland head football coach Spencer Emerson in the studio. So two-week hands-off period at this yes. point. Yes. That's got to be kind of a little – gives you a chance to recharge a little bit, yeah. huh? Yeah, it's, 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 
it's 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 nice, but I'm just itching now. Once you yeah. see the calendar hit August, it's like all right. Especially first year. Oh my god, I'm I, I haven't been. I mean, I've been excited for football seasons. I think when I got to Bates and I was you know a real college football coach, I was real jack, jacked up. But but you know I always, and I told the players practice is gonna look a little different over at Poland. Yeah. We're gonna have a loudspeaker. We're gonna have some music. We're gonna have some air horns. We're, it's gonna be it's gonna be an atmosphere. And we're you know we're committed to you know an open door policy where if you anybody wants to come watch us practice. Please come, and if you're and if you're a youth coach or anything like that, or if you're a middle school coach and you want to want any ideas about spread or modernization or whatever, please come and, and, and please be a part of it because we're we're committed to you know turning that thing in, into an enjoyable atmosphere. You know, yep. I've, I've been working closely with the youth, the youth director over there. We're gonna have a youth night that first Saturday, the 18th. I was just about um, to ask that. How, yeah. how is that related? Because you know we talked to you know. Uh, I always look at Wyndham and what Matt Perkins did with mm. the Wyndham program, mm. kind of building that up, and he worked with the youth people immediately. Yeah. Mike Hathaway talks about how important it is to work Absolutely. with the youth guys. And I know sometimes over in Poland, uh, it, with the last two coaches, mm -hmm. sometimes it syncs up with the youth program and sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Sounded to me right away that that's probably one of the first friends you wanted to make Absolutely. when you went in there. I, I met with them at one of their meetings um, about a month ago, and we invited some of their youth coaches to our staff meetings that we do over at the office on Sundays. And, you know, and my big thing is this. if I don't think a, a eight-year-old football player is any better in Scarborough than they are Poland. They're eight-year-olds, right? It's all about what you do with them, right? It's all about the development. So for me, I wanted to develop a cohesiveness, K through 12, where if you're a Poland football player, that means something. And you feel an attachment to anybody that's a Poland football player. So we're going to have a youth night on August 18th where we're going to invite the, the, the young kids to come out to our practice field. Our varsity guys are going to run them through the same drills they do. And we're going to have every football player in Poland, K-12, through on the field at once. And that's my way of developing a cohesiveness where I don't want to reteach freshmen in high school about the game of football. I want our middle school coaches to be well-versed in what we're doing. I'll be well-versed in what they're doing, and we'll develop some cohesive terminology. We'll develop some relationships where, you know, my varsity guys and my coaching staff, as well as me, going to youth games and watching and actively participating in the development of the players here by just from a spectator perspective. And, and I really feel passionate about, you know, you know, for example, we're going to announce our captains, right? We're going to have first week of doubles, and we're going to announce the captains that youth night in front of everybody um, and give our captains a chance to talk to the youth kids. And, and you know, one thing we're trying to do, um, and we're, we're ironing out the details, where, you know, we want to take three players of the game for the youth night, night that weekend, and they're going to be our water boys for the following Friday. You know what I mean? At, at our game. We want to, because cause for us, you know, you know the young kids go to the varsity game, and they probably play football on the grass in the back. I want our, I want our youth kids to be actively participating in what we're doing and feeling proud about what the, the product we're putting on the field. And, and for me, like you said, man, one of the first things I did was reach out to the youth league, and, and they were unbelievably receptive to me. And we met, and I showed them my playbook. I showed them my plans and, you know, what I want to happen eventually. And they were on board, and they have a really, really, really good group of guys um, heading up Tritown Football in Poland. And I really, really am confident in the future in terms of the feeder system and what we'll have for both talent and also player knowledge coming up. So... Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm itching for doubles. Um, we're going to have a youth night that Saturday. Um, we're going to invite any and every person who's associated with Poland football at any level to be a part of our varsity program um, in some capacity, whether that's being at practice or maybe getting on the sideline and helping out with it, whatever it may be. Um, but we want cohesiveness from the from K through 12. And, you know, I'm going to be visible and I'm going to be around and, and I'm going to hopefully know those kids really well before they even get to me at the high school level. I told Maddie before, one of the things that worked for us in Skowhegan, Friday night game, Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, we had a youth clinic. Mm -hmm. Our guys were there. It was a chance for me to check for injuries mm -hmm. of my kids and whatever, mm -hmm. but they did. Did the drills and whatever. Yeah. We had the local bakery donated a whole bunch of donuts, mm. and we had cider and whatever, and it was kind of a, maybe like the first three Friday night home games. Mm -hmm. 
first three times we played at home, we did that. And yeah. in the season, we didn't. But it was nice to get the ch- kids Absolutely. a chance to be there. And they love those high school kids, that, just like you said. That's what it is. It's, it's you know, I bet, I bet the... I bet the third grader in Poland right now cares a lot more what Brady Downing does on a Friday night than what Tom Brady does on a Sunday. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that matters to me. I, yeah. What, uh, now, this two-week handoff period, mm-hmm. uh, what, what are your kids doing? What are you doing? And so on during mm-hmm. that time. So we've, we've been pretty intense during the summer between morning workouts and 7-on-7 you know, and, and, seven seven and, and, and evening practices and scheme nights and all that stuff. Um, so I told them to, you know, frankly... Do, do whatever it is you do, you know what I mean? And, and some kids have jobs, and some kids work, and some kids swim, and some kids hike. And I said, do whatever it is that, that makes you tick, you know what I mean? And really, really get a release almost off of, you know, some, summer basketball, and Legion baseball, and, and, and summer football, and hockey, and track, or whatever they, that they do. Take a moment to kind of breathe, recharge, and when you come to doubles, you're ready to roll mentally, and, and I think that matters. You know what we're doing as a staff. You know we're going to be down at UNE at some of their preseason practices. We're going to be up at Maine at some of their preseason practices, and and we're really going to kind of really get into you know kind of you know some how we implement our game plan into our indie drills and how we use our indie drills to service our install and, and stuff like that, and really learn from guys that do it at a high level. Sure. Um. So us as a staff, we're pretty locked in at doing that. So the weight room's not open. Weight room's not Nothing. open. We're we're we're, we're completely hands off. We uh, my big thing was. Go recharge. That was what I told him for two weeks. Just go recharge. Initially, we're gonna do our try to do our youth night that July. Um, um, actually, yesterday, July thirty first, that Tuesday, because we were going Tuesdays and Thursdays in the evening. However, um, the hands off period fell the last two days of July because usually yeah. it's like August second yeah. and fourteenth or whatever. Um, so we didn't want to do that. We wanted our varsity guys to be there. So we said, you know what, we'll push it to the um, end of doubles and we'll um, do it that way. But yeah, hands off completely. Um, you know, I, I send out tweets and stuff like that. But I told my guys, don't, don't. If you have any questions, you know, shoot my, shoot me an email and stuff. But um, in terms of talking football and all that stuff, don't even worry about it. You know, we've installed quite a bit this summer. Um, my players have, you know, electronic copies of, you know, handouts, and playbooks, playbooks and, and handouts, yep. and you know, implementation of what we want to do, as well as some film stuff that we want to implement. You know, I'm a big believer in learning from the best. So, you know, I have film of teams that I've been a part of at the college level, and um, you know, other coaches that have given me stuff for. You know, I'll hand it to a receiver. Hey, this is how we run this combo. You know, this is how we run this concept. You know, I haven't checked lately, but I know uh, my wife is really uh, big in USA hockey. Mm-hmm. She runs uh, clinics and so on and so forth, and they have tremendous uh, stuff that you can get online. It shows you practice throws, and it shows with little figurines where mm. you say this kid lines up there and he does this. And, yeah. And it shows it on the ice. She used to do that with the middle school team. Yeah. And then send them out to run the drill. Yeah. And uh, and then it would show actual film of Joe Sackick doing it. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, I haven't even paid attention. Does football have that kind of a library that you can get your hands on stuff? You know, and, from my experience, it's not so much like a direct database, but there's so much stuff out there. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, yes, there is that stuff. You know, we, you know, how we implement our tackling. Our defensive coordinator, Bob Chasen, has a really good thing that he learned when he was in Florida and he brought up here. It's, you know, the way we tackle. And it shows it through, um, I think it's like Duke's football team. And they have that whole kind of regiment implemented the way they install their tackling and the drills they do and use the tackling ring and use the sled. And then yeah, they show clips. Talked about it. Yeah. They show clips in the game. Of really fast placed tackles that use that exact technique. Now, a kid in the game's not thinking about his technique. He's doing what oh, is no. taught. It's muscle memory. But it shows that if you implement that. So we have stuff like that that we send out to our players that shows, you know, hey, this is how we tackle. Hey, in this drill, we're worried. We're really worried about sinking our hips. In this drill, we're worried about getting our head out of the collision and using our shoulder. And then this, you know, this drill is for vicing our arms. And then you put it all together, 
and you show them a clip in a game. So that exact stuff you're talking about in terms of figurines nice. and, and videos, we utilize all of that stuff. We yeah. don't have a direct database. However, we have all those resources out there on the internet um, yeah. and networking. I guys. think football, more than any other sport, guys help each other out with Absolutely. drills, with techniques, with somebody to talk to if oh, you yeah. want to talk about this. And mm -hmm. it's fantastic. You know, I'm, I'm very close with the, um, the new... the the new but semi-new bait staff you know malik and and, and Custavius patterson their offense coordinator i sat down with him for a while and we talked screen game right and i talked about how my o-line's kind of young and i don't know how how strong we are so how do we neutralize pass rushers and we sat there for five hours and talked screen game and, yeah. and you know what i mean i, I felt like only I was a football coach could do that right Matty? <laughs> and he was well and you know what it's so funny he mentioned screen game because i've thought for years i mean again i'm not a coach i just mm -hmm. i watch the games because uh, you know i'm there every week broadcasting them so you see it I've always felt like the team that had any sort of uh, controlled passing game where you can run a decent screen game yeah. or you have receivers. I, I think one of the big problems with Maine High School football is some of the best athletes never get the ball in their hands. Oh, I agree. I don't know how many times last year, you know, I, I thought Terrell Thomas for, for Edward Little, he got moved to tight end. The ball was never in his hands. Like oh, yeah. when you see guys like that that are big and you're struggling in the red zone between the 10 and – those are the guys you want to get the ball. I agree. And I think you see that a lot of times with the, the speedsters and the flanker mm -hmm. guys. Like, be creative in ways you get them the ball. Exactly. So if you can if you can hit the slant, yep. if you can hit the outside screen, you know, you can you can make some big yardage chunk plays that you might not have been able to make previously. And it's a much higher percent uh, completion percentage there uh, than it would be if you're just going to run a 15-yard out. I agree, uh, and, and I think asking a high school kid to sit back in the pocket and asking an offensive lineman to do a drop protection for five, excuse me, five Mississippi seconds, I don't think it's realistic. I think, no. you know, the, the first thing, I'll be honest, the first thing we installed in the summer was fast screen. First thing we did to the outside guy, out of, you know, out of, out of some two-by-two two stuff and, and trip stuff. Like you said, to me, jet sweeps and bubble screens and all that stuff, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, almost like a variation of the run game. You're getting four or five yards a clip. That's no different than a toss or a stretch or a buck sweep. Patriots made a living. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. So so for us, you know, we the first that's the first thing I said when I watched the tape and I went to summer workouts. Sorry. How do we get all these guys involved? We have some good receivers on the outside, some young kids. How do we get them the ball in space? And because you know, I'm confident in our one on one battles versus some DBs in space who aren't used to coming up and tackling. So I sat there with Castavius Patterson, the new OC at Bates College. He came. He was the receivers coach at Wagner. And we talked screen game forever, forever. And um, so, like you said, just coaches helping coaches, man. I, the network of people I met when I was at Maine and at Old Town and at Bates, I feel close. You know, I can go down to Springfield to Webby or go to Columbia and see Ferraro or, you know what I mean, go to, go to, go to Colby and see Cosgrove now and back up at Maine to see Joe. I'm, I'm using all those resources, man. I'm, I, know, I, don't, I don't know at all. I, I know some people that have done it for a long time before I have, and I'm just fortunate enough where they open their doors for our, let our staff go to some practices and their meeting rooms and, you know, steal and survive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a really good yeah. good way to put it. Yeah. A, that's awesome. I'm pumped. I'm you know, I'm already looking yeah, at we're ready Michael, for the my, broadcast. My right question, yeah, my question for you guys, what game can we get you guys I, to pull? I, I am think I'm we're trying to figure out how our system will work yeah. because it's we have to use football and baseball a little bit different than mm -hmm. basketball. I can just plug into anything yeah. for basketball, yeah, yeah. right? But of course, it's not like there's internet at a lot of these football fields. So, we have to use mobile data, but what I'm mm -hmm. looking at here, I'm I'm tagging it and i'm looking and i'm thinking in my head okay mm -hmm. where do we go where we've got good i think friday september 21st poland at winthrop monmouth could be doable mm -hmm. because i know the winthrop monmouth signal is mm -hmm. strong okay 
And that's a pretty good place to watch a football game. And we also have enough room to set our stuff up because gotcha. we've done it there yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they've, well, got a, they've got an interesting spot there. Okay. So I and was... I. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather it. do a home game because yeah. I'd be home in three minutes. Well, my thing It doesn't is, take long to get from Poland High School to my yeah. home in Minot. It <laughs> exactly. doesn't. It doesn't take long at all. I can get there in eight minutes. Have you guys been there before? Is the signal yeah. weak? Is it, is it, is it, is it's, is it, well, no. Is it's it a weird data signal okay. out there. Like U.S. Cellular, which is what you use. You use yeah, U.S. Yeah. Cellular, T-Mobile, Verizon. Yeah. They all come in fine. Yeah. But they don't come in great for video. Okay. Whereas... In Winthrop, there's a U.S. cellular tower gotcha. right next to the field. Okay. It's the same thing in Lisbon. Lisbon has one right gotcha. next to the field. So gotcha. for football, it's a little different. But yes, I want to get there for... Um, I, I, I'd like to schedule one Friday night off, maybe, where I can go and watch you guys. Because I, I was looking like... Freeport, Poland on September 7th, the home opener would be cool. Uh, but, listen, the home opener, and I know I'm on the radio, I want to say September, September um, 7th, I believe it is. Yes. Our home opener against Freeport, we want everybody to come out. It's a new era of Poland football. Please come check us out where we're wearing brand new Adidas uniforms. We will have a, a nice new staff. We will, it's going to look a lot different than you're used to seeing, um, and, and it's going to be a good time. We're, we're planning to make our game day an environment. Um, I'm doing my best to, you know, get the get the PA system running and, you know, and, you know, nice clarity so you can hear our good mm -hmm. music and all that good stuff. And and we're committed to making our home opener uh, an enjoyable experience. And regardless, win or lose, that you'll see a competitive game and, and see a good brand of football from Poland. And see a fun game. I think that's what yeah. people want in high school. It's not going to be. That's what people struggle with with Major League Baseball right now. They don't feel like they're having fun when we, they're at a game, We won't game, be right? under center one time. <laughs> we won't be. See? We'll, we'll be. Shotgun, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fast. We're not going to huddle. Um, you're going to see some scheme stuff that you might that might look a little funky and some some formations that look a little funky. However, we're we're committed to making the defense work, and we're going to try to make every every eleven all eleven players on the defense work. And you know, I, I can't say how successful we're going to be in the win and loss column, but I will say we have some kids that are ready to compete, and we have some athletes that can really move, and, and we're going to utilize them to the best of our ability. So September seventh, in any home game, please come out to Poland. Um, Regional high school, and, and, and you know we have a brand new Hannaford right down the street. You know there's some, there's some restaurants nearby, um, and please if if it's a matter of you know semantics or whatever, reach out to me and we'll make it work for anybody. Same. Any radio or any media outlet that wants to oh, come yeah. to our and please come to preseason. Please come to anything. You know, I think right? we we can get radio there. Video is the tough one, but I know I can video. Even the if it's just game. radio, pl yeah. please come. Please, I might. I, you, you know what? We actually have kind of a weird night that night on September seventh because yeah. we have. Uh, we have a game up in Skowhegan, mm -hmm. but we don't have one of the teams is not playing that night because they're playing on Saturday. So we might be able to swing that too. Yeah. I could see a Poland game on the radio, and then we can catch you on the road video wise. Absolutely. It went Get through, us on the road then, video wise, and if we're fortunate enough to be in the postseason, you know, we can talk after that. Well, then, <laughs> then we're really going to be discussing things. But, yeah. Well, my thing is this: I, I understand we're going to compete. You know yeah. what I mean? But once we start winning games, and, and, and I don't know when exactly, but I can say with confidence: once we start winning some ball games. Um, whether it be this fall or the next, or the next, you know, regardless, um, we we invite. You know, what I mean, I know a lot of coaches are, are, are pretty sticklers about their practices and all that. Whatever, please come by. We want we want people to be excited about Poland football. That town and those people in that community are are unbelievably supportive. They the the things they've already offered to me in terms of resources and, and, and you know getting stuff done. We had a fundraiser over at Procter and Gamble, and the amount of parents that came out it was it was unbelievable. I, I I'm so fortunate to be a part of that community, and I want to give back to them with any type of exposure I can. So. Um, you have no and they, they are sports mad over there. If you yeah. if you paid any attention oh, yeah. 
to what happened with their basketball teams mm. when they made the play when they made the either the state finals or even mm-hmm. the regional finals. Mm-hmm. The girls' basketball team last year. That when anybody asked me what the best you know the best game was I saw in last year's tournament. You know mm. I saw a bunch of them, but I thought the the in terms of atmosphere, mm-hmm. the Freeport Poland girls game was probably the best atmosphere for a single game oh, that yeah. was down there. And this was like a. A Thursday afternoon, oh, yeah. Class B, which normally is not yeah. always the easiest oh, yeah. to get a good atmosphere for at the Cross Insurance Arena, but mm-hmm. man, they were packed. Oh yeah, it was fun. It was time. full. It was busy. We were great. And I, I remember going up to Bangor when the boys made the state final. You know, uh, it's a sports town out in Poland. That man. is that is a sports uh, these, area. These people. That's are why they're. This is why if the football team it just even even gets close and oh, starts yeah. get. It will not take long for that place to go crazy, we, about and it. that's what it is. We're gonna, and that's my only promise to the people of Poland. Is we're gonna compete. We're we're gonna compete. We're gonna stay competitive, and from a preparation and standpoint, and, uh, and an effort standpoint, we'll be there. We'll we'll, we'll be competitive in our league. Um, you know, you know, I said no program's built overnight. Mm-hmm. There's not one off season that can go from one and seven to whatever record is considered successful in people's eyes. But one thing is, we're gonna compete. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do the best I can preparation-wise and my staff, and and we're committed to winning ball games. And, and it's not going to be whoever plays. It's, it's going to be the best 11 on the field playing in a, in a fast-paced way, you know, playing you know violently on defense and, and, and playing really with great tempo on offense. And I'm really, really excited, and I'm, I'm getting juiced up just talking to you guys about it. You know what I mean? And the kids are ready, too. And, and the, you know, when, I, when we had summer workouts and we had kids on a knee looking up at me at the end of the workout, I could tell we have some hungry players. And, you know, we're trying to build our numbers and we're trying to, you know, really build that thing up. And so, like you said, the, the people in Poland are great and we're just trying to service them the best way we can with producing a good product on Friday nights. Friday nights. By the way, yeah, we have made a we, we have made a suggestion here, which for some folks isn't easy. OK, but at some point, maybe some of these schools that don't like the amount of coverage they get on Friday nights. Yeah. <laughs> if you occasionally scheduled, you know, pending a weather forecast, yeah, you yeah. have to move up, you can. Saturday night football. Ah. There's not a ton going around. Going I'm just, down. I'm just. You do it like Monday night football, and it's kind of mm. like prime time. And okay. I'm just. Okay. I'm throwing. No, I hear you. I we, hear you. We, we we did one we in what, what was it? 2000, it was yeah, 2009, yeah. 2010. Yep. Bangor and Lawrence had to move a game to Saturday night because there wasn't enough officials or something. Yeah, yeah. And every media outlet in the state was at this game up in Bangor. Like, there were four radio stations there. It was the most covered football game I remember in the 10 years that I've been doing this. So, I'm just saying, as Hmm. teams continue to move from Saturday to get the Friday night light and the Friday night atmosphere, occasionally maybe, you know, talk to Don, see if you can maybe do a Saturday night thing. Maybe we can do like a Saturday night Saturday night showdown. Saturday night showdown. And then 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 if it discuss, you know, you find out on, on Saturday or. You know, Thursday. Hey, it's going to rain cats and dogs this weekend. Mm-hmm. We move it up to Friday. It's fine, but or vice start... versa. Hey, we have to postpone the game Friday. It's a Saturday. Let's not do it at one. Let's do it at seven. Yeah. Okay. I'm just throwing that hey, out. Hey, there. listen. If I can get commitment from the Big Z <laughs> to come yeah, to the stadium, go, that's a selling point here. We can make we something can make work. That. We can make something MBR, work. MBR can come to your town anytime. All right. You know. All right. So as long as there's something available. Saying, in the old yeah. days, we. People couldn't play on Saturday night because you had 16 millimeter film. Uh, you couldn't get it back in time. If it didn't go, if it didn't go Saturday afternoon, you yeah. didn't get it back for another week. Crazy, well, nobody's man. doing that. Technology, you those man. Films, so. We exchange our film at midnight oh, Friday night. Your kids have Done. them. Your kids have them in 20 minutes. We, we, I mean, we watch our film 10 a.m. Saturday as a, as a team. We'll bring yeah. the team in Saturday, watch our tape, get a workout in, and head over to the youth league and you know go support them. So, 
No, man. I'm excited. Well, Coach, you should be. And uh, I, I'm pumped. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, you know? I'm ready. My kids don't even play football for you, and I'm pumped. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll do our best. We're getting Boy, there. Kitty's going to hound him now. I'm yeah. Gonna hound him. But if I happen to have him in math class. No, I'm just you know. kidding. Yeah, if he does, boy, I'll tell you what. Make yeah. a bet with him. Hey, yeah. if you don't get a, a four on your math assessment, you yeah. got at least come to preseason next year. No problem. <laughs> he'll he might, he, he'll no be pro- trying to ace math the whole time. Why so important on math this year? Man, I don't, I don't want to go to two of these, man. All right, I got you. It's fun. Coach, it's thank fun. you very much. Absolutely. And you're thank welcome you. in any time. And right. uh, By the way, we do football Fridays during the season. I'll probably send a wing out to your practices. And, Please do. And uh, get you on for that, football. That and then we put great. it on the air Friday. Perfect. Yeah. Day. Perfect. And I'd love to come back sometime, you know. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks, Coach, guys. thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks to Ryan Palmer. Uh, good luck to Bessie Motors today. See you later. Be less daily. Spectrum Healthcare Partner Series across the NBR Radio Network.